the DuckFeed TV network of podcasts and other media does not want to tell you about mattresses and underwear and ways to deliver glasses and essentially just, you know, the podcast advertising. Here's solutions for things that aren't problems. Uh, we don't really want to do that. We don't. Instead, the way that we make money is through Patreon, uh, people who choose to support us directly. Um, we want to keep doing that. Um, you know, the only thing that we ask, you know, we know that not everybody can do it, but we ask that you consider, if you don't already, uh, patronizing us, going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, uh, because we don't want to talk to you about loot boxes and, and stuff, um, trying not to do that. So, uh, if you're willing and able to do that, we'd really appreciate it. And to those of you who already do, we appreciate you. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. My name is Nick Daniel. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a hollow favorite. Yes. And this week we are beginning our discussion of Hollow Knight, um, which is a delightful indie Metroidvania style game. Uh, And we are joined by Nick Daniel. Uh, Nick, you've um, been on the show in the past, Um, but uh, remind the folks what you do. Um. Mostly, I uh, make comics and occasionally uh, commission furry porn. Um, <laughs> um, it's called Latchkey Kingdom. Latchkeykingdom.com. That is not pornographic, by the way. I don't know why I mentioned <laughs> Separate that, those ideas. But, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, totally innocent fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm too self-deprecating. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's your, that's the, the third thing you do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. People, people who are listening know you, you know, either from you know previous appearance on the show, but also uh, know your art. You are uh, the illustrator that I work with uh, with uh, the Power Worlds books. So you illustrated Souls of Darkness. You're illustrating Atomic, which is coming up, um, and you do illustrations as well for Retronauts. Um, I know that uh, at least Watch Out for Fireballs has like a shared listenership with them to mm-hmm. a degree. But people who are listening to this probably also have seen your art at Retronauts as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the and the uh, the reason why uh, you know we wanted to have you on and we brought it up is that uh, so you're the first person I know who got really taken with this and played it a lot and you have done quite a bit of uh, fan art and kind of an arc in in Latchkey Kingdom that is based on uh, this. Is that, uh, it wasn't actually Latchkey Latch- Kingdom; it was a bunch of separate strips. Oh, okay, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, uh, you're probably going to want to send people to your site to check out the link because it's like. Um, there's not a great place where it's collected unless you are willing to dig into Tumblr tags. Yeah. So and we don't uh, want to put that on anybody. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll put a, we'll put a, a, yeah. a link. Yeah. We, we will guide your way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, what initially, um, and, and also you are a, a souls guy and you've, you've played through those games mm-hmm. as well, but what, what, uh, what got you into hollow Knight? What's kind of the, uh, the initial thing that kind of made you feel passionate about it? Um, Basically, the very first thing I saw of it was an RPS article that was just like, hey, isn't this game pretty? We haven't played it, and we don't know if it's any good, but uh, <laughs> had a lot of uh, video of it, which it looked well animated, and it's a Metroidvania. 
So it's like, uh, I like Metroidvanias. I think it's my favorite genre. And it's pretty. So I go on Steam, check out the reviews, and the complaints people are having seem like the right sort of complaints, where it's like, <laughs> oh, this thing is too long. <laughs> and, uh, right. I th- yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm getting lost all the time. And it's like, oh, that sounds like the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, you know, my real problem with Metroidvania is the guys make all the enemies take too many hits. And that yeah. uh, wasn't an issue. So, yeah, you know, enough yeah, guys it, die it, in one hit. <laughs> it, it avoids a lot of that. And it, uh, it does a lot of like things kind of peak Metroidvania, I think. No. Like there are elements of this that I think uh, this does as well as any Metroidvania. Like uh, might be quite, my favorite. quite a few. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very good. Like it's like rather than burying the lead or anything. Like I think all three of us are like pretty into this. Yeah, I'm kind of head uh, over heels for it actually. Yeah, it's. I mean, we were talking about like how it looks um, and stuff, and we have we have notes and stuff, so we'll jump around just a little bit just because natural conversation flow. But like, so this is probably getting ahead of ourselves. But like, when you say how this looks, I feel like uh, in video games and specifically in indie games, I have been sold the the you know the promise or the uh, the enticement of like play a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And that's never like I don't I don't care that much. Like that's not a big draw to me. You know, like I played right. like Dustin Elysium Tale and it's like this is like yes, this is kind of impressive, but it's not that good of a game and like you know, this is this is losing me. It's not a very good cartoon. It just looked like it looked like a generic cartoon. Oh, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. this looks like a very I think like most cartoons look better than dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for for sure. Like it looked it looked like a bad attempt at kind of just like a you know, uh, a pretty standard cartoon, and this looks like a stylish, weird, awesome cartoon. Yep. Uh, and that's like that's the difference. Like this is so gorgeous and so uh, just like lovingly animated and and really like this is the first time the like play a cartoon thing has ever wor- like landed for me. Yeah. Uh, and landed really hard. And I'm not like Mr. Visual Guy. Like I'm not like you know that's not usually my primary motivator. Like I play video games, but like it's so pretty and the art direction is so good and it's. It just uh, it it has such a good yeah. art design sense as well as just good kind of assets. It's so cohesive and so varied. Um, yes, just the 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 amount of yeah. just stuff that is in here and every single pixel, yeah. every single stroke yeah. is committed to fully. Um, you Coming know, like, off of this, like off of Neo, like as yeah. far as just like things to see, like there's no like oh that's another fucking burning village and full of the same ogre. Like everything is different and it's constantly revealing new shit. Yeah. Uh, visually. Yeah. Like color palettes and everything. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just like, well, man, <laughs> I found that very souls ish myself that, you know, it's like you are up until the end, you're running into like new enemies and, you know, different environment yes. gimmicks mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And like it, it walks this line between being kind of like whimsical and cute um, and also kind of being melancholy. Right. You know, you have this kind of very cartoony design that is lovingly animated um, but the entire kind of color palette and the sound design, you know, lend more gravity to it than you would, I, th- I think, expect from something that is as cartoony as this. Like it yeah. nails atmosphere in a way that I think few games have. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's one of those like it's the mix that it has of the kind of cute and creepy is like what people with like. Uh, boy, like I'm trying to like how to phrase this without being a real asshole. Like it's like what it's it's like what people who give Tim Burton too much credit okay. think that Tim Burton does well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like this is like an idealized version of that. Yeah, you I, know, I it's have like, heard it's people so say they're Tim Burton like. Yeah, no, no. like it, it's yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's so much better. Like it, it's, I guess if like Tim Burton it, could actually draw. <laughs> yeah, or had just like a sense of like 
a little bit more of a sense of restraint, like peak Tim Burton, like the Tim Burton at the height of his career with just kind of like fewer, less reliance on the same kind of like Tim Burton tropes, you know, like I like Beetlejuice as much as anybody, but like <laughs> it's, you know, everything doesn't have to be yeah. fucking candy stripes, you know? Um, I also think it's a, uh... Partially because they pull back. It's like the, since there's less detail on like you know the grossness. It's like there's uh you know other things being used to sell those aspects. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, really good sound design. Yeah, uh, with that. But like, you, less you think that this is um, a shallow thing, or that this would be over animated or over intricate. Like you know, a game that is beautiful could you know could technically like that that aspect of it could get in the way of play. No, this serves it. Yeah, like <laughs> they they managed to hit that balance again, uh, where the crispness of the animation and just the uh, the design of the enemies really actually serves play. Yeah, yeah. Also, it, it wasn't it so, if it wasn't so well animated, you wouldn't be able to read the enemies' attacks nearly as well. Yeah, which is because a lot of very subtle tells right before they move. Yeah, yeah. It's um and and it should be like addressed to you know why why we're covering this on this show. Because it is, it is first and foremost a Metroidvania game, but I think Nick touched on this, which I, I will make a bold statement and say that I think this captures like a lot of what's special about Dark Souls 1 specifically better than any Souls like we've done for the show. Right. Um, you know, in, in that like constantly uh, lifting the veil and having more variety in the way that uh, the world interconnects on itself mm. and folds back on itself, the way that like poking at corners can reveal whole new huge optional areas that like... <laughs> a less confident developer would not have, you know, allowed to be hidden. Right. You know, it's just like, it's a really, really wonderful kind of world design and that sense of like, uh, of atmosphere and how that kind of connects, like the way the world feels cohesive and together is a real dark souls. One thing. Mm-hmm. And this game does it really well. Yeah. I'd, I'd also add on top of that, that, uh, it has some really great characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you're not as fleshed out as, uh, some of the stuff you'd seeing in dark souls one, but, uh, you know, what's there is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that, that kind of plays into the plot, too, and how the plot is told, which is very Dark Souls onesie and And yeah. it's, I mean, almost like it's very Dark Souls onesie and almost to a fault. Yeah, like it's, it's, it, it's, it's definitely it, quoting um, a lot. Yes. Yeah. And there's some but, things it does from that that it really shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, it, it, But the, the way it actually tells the story is like with a subtle enough touch that also reminds me of Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Not Dark Souls 2, not Dark Souls 3, like Dark Souls 1. Like it's very, it's very specific, like the way this like fits into this show, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, like, it's, <laughs> even though the combat does not have a stamina meter, um, it does fit. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of the apotheosis of like this conclusion we've been coming to doing this season of Souls-like things where it's like attempts to ape the combat of Dark Souls are not what makes Dark Souls games special. You know, like this is this is like it does the combat does not feel very Dark Soulsy at all. Like mm-hmm. there's a rhythm to it, but that that's really it. Right. You right. know, it, it it's you know it's really about those other kind of ineffable things and just landing those. Yeah. You know, and and if only we would have given the surge a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I guarantee you the surge will have exactly as much beautiful atmosphere and, <laughs> and heart as this. <laughs> like, um, I mean, you know, I'll, someday I'll play that. Oh yeah. But like that that's gonna be you know that's gonna be you know combat that kind of quotes it and it's gonna be better than lord of the fallen but like this is what i was missing in my souls likes yeah yeah you know not that mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> um so when we say this game is cute you're playing as a bug and you are in a kingdom of bugs 
it's yeah, a dead and deserted kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, yeah they, but, and they do that. Like different societies are within this kingdom, you know, of different species and stuff. Like the, 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 the way that they even just tell stories by the innate qualities of the, of the uh, kind of bugs that you're fighting or finding in mm. these villages uh, is, 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 is super compelling. Um, yeah, so, so it's cute and it's, it has that kind of way like, that's what bugs are too, where they're kind of cute and creepy at the same time. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a really good theme for this. And then even just the, well, the cute as long as you don't get up close. <laughs> right. Yeah. And since these yeah. aren't detailed, they're still cute. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't get close to them. <laughs> also known the, as a uh, mouth, which is yeah. the freakiest part of the bug. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mouth parts. Ooh. Blood meal. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and this, like that even comes down to the title where it's like, oh, a beetle is kind of like a little knight, mm-hmm. like this little armored, you know guy and i've seen that before that's kind of like a trope yeah you know so this this kind of expands on that um as we mentioned like first and foremost uh, metroidvania and for those who don't know exactly what i mean by that it means as a large interconnected world uh where your progress is kind of gated by abilities and items yes so you you can progress uh non-linearly to a kind of a surprising degree <laughs> um you know after you get this uh, your first major movement ability like there's a lot the world's like not your oyster but there's a lot of non-linearity there yeah uh but yeah that's what we mean by metroidvania yeah, the rolls are snail. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. not quite an oyster. <laughs> so you're, the rolls found... are your soyster. It's an yeah. artificial oyster. Okay. I found throughout the game that whenever I got a new thing, I could always think of like five places to use it, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which made it very exciting. Yeah. Well, I would just like, once I got a new thing, I, I did something that I generally don't do in Metroidvania games, which is get excited about going back through the areas that I'd already been. You know, mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm just going to go and make another sweep um, because who knows what I'm going to find. Like, the joy of exploration was there until the very end. And then mm-hmm. so many times you just find a whole huge new level. Or you yeah. find, like, a new boss or a new mini boss or a new yeah. Uh, yeah. kind of, like, gated combat encounter. Like, there's so much variety in those and there's so many different uh, kind of bosses that you can fight. I'm actually not sure that I have all of them represented in the notes. You know, so. uh, I know for a, a fact I didn't fight all of them, especially when you consider like the warriors. Oh yeah, the like, dream I, I didn't know warriors. I just yeah, yeah the, <laughs> I know I didn't fight all the dream warriors. I hundred percent of this sucker. Yeah, yeah I know them all. It's, it's another good reason to have you on the show because yeah. I. That's one of the you know that is a I I don't like how the true ending or like the kind of final boss is gated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that later. Like I that's you know there this is not I don't think this is a perfect game. Like there are a couple yeah. things that are worth noting, but like. I, I fully no. intend to, you know, 100% this or go back and get the things that I that I missed, right? At least go mm. at least go and hit those fights and beat them, especially with the new content that's going to be coming out. Um, you know, like it's 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 going to be worth going back to. By the yeah. time I rolled credits, I had put about 30 hours into this and I figured we only have two episodes to dedicate to this. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was planning to. I was like, oh, this is the kind of game I want to play again in a year mm-hmm. and and do all the stuff. But I watched a video of like the option, optional challenge zone you have to do to get to the final thing. It's and I was uh, like, I just can't. I can't do it. Like, I'm not going to do a Super Meat Boy level. <laughs> uh, like, just under no circumstances. <laughs> like, yeah. I like Cir- Super Meat Boy just fine, but I don't. I don't play. You know, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah. So Easy. I will probably skip that. Yeah. I like this thing to try 100%ing it twice, and when I got to that area again, I was like, "All right, enough of this." <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's misguided. Like the platforming yeah, like, is very good. It, well, it's also like, and we'll talk about when we get there, but it's also such a weird clinging thing. Because like, what are these spinning saw blades doing in this ethereally beautiful, <laughs> yeah. you know, like ancient palace? Like it's so yeah. weird. You know, these well, very video gamey elements. You're in a 
mental projection of an ancient palace. So, I mean, it's probably set up with mental traps to try to yeah. stop you from getting into the king's brain. Dream, it's very weird to have your mental traps be like so video gamey though you know like it, even well it is a video like game what are you gonna do Let, let's let's, I, let's take this out of context though it is a mental projection of a palace we can all agree that that is good yes that is yeah. true <laughs> yeah um so there is that platforming regardless of how just balls hard the white palace is like the the the, the jumping the movement um and especially fighting are all really snappy like it is <laughs> fun getting around this world it is fun fighting you know and like that is really important in a game where your primary combat is is melee right like you are attacking mostly at sword range yes um yeah and especially once it starts unlocking like uh initially like you know your movement speed is a little bit slow you can't dash you know or you can't like sprint like there's no run which is a little weird uh once you start unlocking those abilities it gets really fun to move around yeah um, one of the biggest things about this game is downward thrusts, mm -hmm. uh, similar to Zelda two or shovel Knight or ducktales. And it's, it's, I don't know how you'd play it without it. Um, because weirdly enough, like you don't have a, like a strict dodge. So your defensive vocabulary in this game, like oftentimes that is what I would do instead of dodge mm -hmm. is, is jump and down thrust and bounce off of somebody. Yeah. It's to get um, over. Like you have a dodge at the end of the game. It is one of the last up, upgrade upgrades that we you have get. Like, you have like a dash. You have you new dash through people. Eventually. Yeah, you, you, you have a dash that gives you iframes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like yeah, but that's very very late in the game. Mm -hmm. So yeah. and then you can't even the use it that much. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah like, it's, it's pretty much yeah. just for the last couple bits. Yeah, but these but these um, kind of nail jumps. The, there are whole challenge areas that are like laid out by these where you have to like chain them together. But it feels good. Mm -hmm. Like you know your bounce is tuned just right. You can tell that a lot of care went into making this. Uh, you know, work as well as it could. And there's a real important distinction with this one versus how it works in Shovel Knight or DuckTales in that you have to time your slash. Yes. So in Shovel Knight or DuckTales, you can hold down and you would just kind of bounce. Uh, this is not the case. You have to time it every time. So it's very skill-based. Like yes. doing a, a, an intense set of bouncing off of spikes or bouncing off of creatures to do some tricky platforming um, is, is there's like a real kind of like, you know, high skill floor to do it. Yeah. Uh, so once you get it, it's very, very satisfying. Yeah. And, and necessary for bosses. There, yes, there is absolutely. an area where they sort of train you, but it's like uh, a way bit after you've actually been able to do it since you start the game with that ability. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, and the game the game is actually generally good about those little training areas. Yes. Uh, that come with things. Yeah. And, and but with something that's out of the box, it's a little bit harder. You can also do an upslash, which is surprisingly useful too. Not in the same situations. Mm -hmm. It's not useful for platforming, but you need to use your full vocabulary because your vocabulary is very simple, especially mm -hmm. starting out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be a non souls game on bonfire. So I chat if we didn't call out some of the analogs, right? So instead of mm -hmm. having bonfires, you have benches. Um, and I love this. It's a little bit like eco. You sit down on them and you kind of like nod off if you if, if, if you sit there for long enough. Uh, when you respawn at them, he kind of like snaps awake like he woke up from a nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, just so much character in those tiny little animations like that. Yeah, I love the way that these start getting played with later, like when you have to start <laughs> buying them from vending machines or the one you unlock in honey. Uh-huh. That's like encased in encased in amber and like that, you know, things like that. Like they start doing things with them. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, you, what about the sticky one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You the like the sticky really one? Good. Yeah, like the, the, the trap is very good. Um, the um, the one thing, like, I wish there was like thirty percent more of these. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it, and they put them, 
they do some real hateful shit. Like they, they do like put things like this after mini bosses instead of before mm-hmm. like things like that, where it's like, Oh, I've been journeying for a long time. I'd really like to be able to get to a safe point. Yeah. Oh, I, there's a mini boss. I don't, I don't know the moves yet. I have to beat them before I can do this thing. Like they do a couple things like that. Like, there's a little bit of sting going on yeah, yeah. with these, there, there, um, but there's definitely they're always a lot of stretching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the death loop. So when you die, uh, you lose all your, your geo, which is money. Uh, and this, there's no experience. It's not an RPG in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you have to deal with two thirds of your kind of your mana, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And you have to go back and defeat your shade. Yes. Um, the shade will have the same abilities that you had at the time you died. Mm-hmm. Um, it only takes a couple hits. It's just like this, like dark ghost. Yeah. Um, I think it actually gets more powerful the further you are into the game. Yeah. It's like, so it, when you get the ability to shoot a projectile, it gets the ability to shoot. A projectile. I mean, it gets more health. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh gosh. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause yeah. it starts taking out like one, two hits. And I know by the end it was like four or five. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe my arms race just kind of like matched it. Maybe if I was just like improving myself. Perhaps, at the same yeah. 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 I think that that is a function of how many of, of how many health bloops you have is the thing. So as you, <laughs> as you increase your, uh, your, your shield meter or whatever, it also gets more powerful. Mm. Yeah. Um, what I love about this, again, the sound design in this game is amazing. Just like pretty much most of the other aesthetic design of it. Um, when you're near your shade, the background music fades away and it's replaced mm. with these kind of creepy chimes. Right. Um, and so like, this is a way for you, you know, especially in some of these intricate areas to find your way back to it, you know, because it's a 2d game. You don't actually have that, that much of a field of view. Like that is such a nice and subtle touch. Even though, unlike Salt, you do have a map, which we'll, which we'll talk about because oh, mapping yes. is like an important it's, mechanic. It's a game. complicated map. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's um. So like the shade thing, right? Like this is another thing that like I don't, like I don't know that this works real well. <laughs> you know, like it, it's uh, fine, but I don't I know how much it added. Not. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I never felt like it just created. So like, there's a a way to the the situation which your shade shade could spawn is just where you die. So it can be in the middle. Like it can be almost impossible to get to. It can be a thing where you fight it at the same time you fight a mini boss. Um, I think it will shunt it to the outside of a boss room usually. For a lot of them, it, yeah. Yeah, but not all of them. And it, uh, I just don't think it added very much. And there's they introduce a mechanic to circumvent it, and I hate it. Because it, and it's that fast travel thing <laughs> well, where it's it requires just, you to go back to a, to a place so, that's hard to get to. Yeah. It's yeah. so far away. Like yeah. it's just, I literally it's never used up. that. Yeah. Me either. Like I, why I would I ever totally, use that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just I'm going to go back there anyway. <laughs> what I find the worst situation you could spawn was I had a death by the uh, Crushers in Crystal Peak. Oh, yeah. Mm. And the thing is, it actually ended up like clipping into the ground. So uh, uh, it was impossible to get for a little. I had to reset the room. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a real bummer. <laughs> I, th- I, think in, I think I also had a similar situation in Crystal Peak where I was like, I had enough Geo because they're so stingy with benches in that place. Like, mm. I had enough Geo that I didn't want to risk losing it because I was also saving up for a big ticket item. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just like, if you're going to leave behind an enemy, you want it to meaningfully contribute to the difficulty of any, of any given encounter that it could be, you know, added to, right. Mm. To add a new wrinkle. However, because of the way that it kind of shifts around, you know, it will kind of snap to a, a given point, um, you know, that is near where you die. It, it, it It's just another, another enemy that's added onto it as a, as a, <laughs> Another enemy that's added nearby as opposed to um, adding to whatever killed you in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would either if it added to whatever killed me, it would be 
can be sometimes too frustrating or, you know, impossible to find or something like that. Yeah. Or it would be trivial. Right. If it was in, a, in an area like if it shunted it to the outside of the boss arena, it just became a chore I had to do on my way back there. You know, and it, it, it didn't I don't think this adds anything. It's like, yeah. like a cool idea, yeah. but it's weird that yeah. like it's it was so non-additive because it, it, it's it's kind of novel. It, it, it also gets a, in the way of exploration just a little bit because like sometimes I would die walking down a path that might have been just a little bit too hard for me at that mm-hmm. point. Or maybe I didn't have the upgrade that was necessary to get past it in, you know, in, in the most expedient way. Well, all of a sudden I can't just like try and find another map or go a different way on a branch. If I want that geo back, I either have to do the fast travel, um, mm-hmm. quote, quote unquote, fast travel. Um, slow or, travel. Yeah. Or I have yeah. to get up to that point and then get back and rest so I can head the other way. Except it's like, it's not, it's walk to fast travel, fast travel, walk to the spot Wait where you L- get the, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the talk, like, and then walk back to the fast travel, fast travel back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot, you know. And then and fast travel stations, which we'll talk about, are also far fewer than they need to be. I right. think, um, which like when we all the complaints we're having about fast travel and slow travel and medium travel, mm-hmm. um, the game is getting patched, so yeah. we don't know exactly how, but they're implementing another way to do fast travel. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about that because that would have shaved down a lot of friction in this game for me. Yeah, it definitely would have cut, mm-hmm. cut hours off of the game for me. Yeah, you know, and it's like they're, they're fun hours, but like anything, you know, it doesn't have unlimited replay value. Like no, no. walking through, you know, that central area isn't something I wanted to do literally infinite times. <laughs> you know, it's just like I'm willing to do it a few times, like, yeah. you know, and have it still be fun. So the, the shade things the a real kind of missed to me. Um, yeah, as we mentioned, uh, you're doing the what it contains is your geo. Um, and just that, like, oh, let's get the, I'm going to get like my last big miss out of the way and then it'll all be glowing stuff. Um, the currency, like the economy in this game is real broken. Mm-hmm. You know, like when Cole, when you said you were saving for a big ticket item, like there's only like three big ticket items in the whole game. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine not ending this game with tens of thousands of geo that you'll never be able to use on anything. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. um, yeah. Like so money is very weird. Yeah. You're, 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 you're saving yeah. up for one item that you need to navigate an area. Well, you're saving up for charm notches, which we'll talk about later. Those mm-hmm. are your ring slots and you're saving up for potentially upgrading your weapon. Like those are the yeah. big things. Yeah. And you just yeah, can't like a lot of stuff you can't buy. So like right. upgrading your weapon, that's actually tied to exploration more than money. Right. Cause you have to find yeah. these, these ores. And then a lot of the late game rewards, they're just throwing money at you and you're like, I have nothing to spend this on. I mean, I yeah. It might have been different if I had failed to collect my, you know, souls more often. But mm-hmm. uh, the way it broke down for me, I have never actually lost one of those ghosts. So yeah, I always mm-hmm. have, pl- you know, I'm pretty, you know, on the curve when it comes to money. So by the end of the game, it's just like, well, why am I even bothering with this challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just it needs more things to buy, um, and it would need, and it's weird too because you you get vendor trash. Like, so that is, <laughs> this impacts the fact that there's not enough stuff to buy also impacts because like games, it's all webs, like uh, <laughs> it, you know, impacts the loot system in this game where like you can do a very difficult platforming thing or find a cool secret and just get a thing you can sell for 200 money and money is useless. You know, around the halfway point of the game, it's pretty early that like I no longer need money right. in this game. So like it affects other things like it's it's kind of a big problem like it doesn't ruin the game but it has longer reaching tendrils than maybe it seems initially yeah it would just make a lot more sense if there was more than one consumable you could buy because mm-hmm. yeah. the only yeah. thing you can buy are those eggs you use to recover the soul which as we mentioned is so cumbersome you don't do it in the first place so mm-hmm. to- yeah. totally like a, a temporary attack boost like a temporary defense boost things like that something like things just you to refill using. your soul 
Yeah. 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 Like, absolutely. Like you, you, you can, you can get something like that, but again, it's pretty far away from a fast travel point. Um, it's those, the, the those fragile, uh, crests that you can get or mm. charms rather. Um, like, like the, the, those do a little bit of that, but like, you're not going to be spending your extra geo on like health potions. Are you talking about the, the greedy charms? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Those can only be repaired once. So what? like you could, yeah, they can, really? they can be repaired. Yeah. They, he will, yeah. he will stop uh, repairing them. Huh. Um, uh, well, shit. <laughs> I guess they're really for the, uh, steel soul run. That's where the, uh, it's a mode where you can't, you can't die or the oh, whole game yeah. resets with yeah. permadeath. Yeah. So if you're one I mean, of those masochists, I mean, I, I use them anyway. I use them for exploration. Like I use the, uh, the attack one. I just took it off for bosses when I thought I would die. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause the, the difficulty curve in this game is like, it, it gets easier as you go. Mm-hmm. Like, except for the weird optional challenge areas. But I think the beginning early game is harder than the, the mid and late game, mm-hmm. at least for me. Yeah. So like, I felt confident wearing one of those fragile things. Um, I had to have it repaired once, but so this is also hearsay. I read this on the, the, fandom.wikia.com thing that they he stops repairing them so i yeah. didn't have that experience myself i yeah. could be wrong no i only used it once to get past a particularly difficult boss fight the second w fight hornet <laughs> never oh, yeah. ever oh used that's, them. that's so hard yeah, yeah. i'm uh, too cowardly to ever use them in the, <laughs> my first playthrough i used them once in the second playthrough yeah yeah because i was thinking maybe i'm getting ready for the steel soul run and i'm not good enough for that oh no well why would <laughs> yeah. you do that to yourself uh, but, well, I really yeah. liked it the first time. I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I, not. No, why yeah. would you get ready for it? Why would you do it? Yeah, yeah like the Steel yeah. Soul. I was like, I read the description of that after the credits roll, and I was like, nope, not for me. Yeah, not for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if those things were infinitely repairable, it would kind of function as a, a temporary consumable, right? You know. But it, again, they don't, and it's part of like a larger. And this is not a, a flaw in the game, but it's part of this larger. Like you pay for everything in Hollow Knight. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's like a bug rapture, like, uh, like, you know, like, Oh, you want a bench, like put it in this toll. You, oh, you want to do this, put it in this toll. Oh, you want, yeah. like it's, you pay for everything. Oh, you went into the well, boy's I, soul. Yeah. Yeah. At least you only pay those tolls once. Cause when yeah. I first saw one of those things, I'm like, is this thing going to freaking charge me every time? Oh man. Like what a nightmare. Like you're trying to like go back after losing your souls, uh, or your geo. And you had to like, you didn't have any geo to spend. So you had to go like grind up 200 geo to use the bench to like travel back like that would be no no Uh. um (laughs) so it makes a little bit of sense from a balance standpoint why they wouldn't have like consumable healing items because of the way that mana works in this uh here confusingly mana is called soul yeah let's talk about that because it's very interesting yes uh this is this is a really elegant system i really love this yeah um so you have this little little mana bar uh and it powers um your spells uh, that you have, including one that you have out of the box, which is your heal. Yes. Um, it kind of does your Estus. The way you get this is through attacking. Right. So there's this really interesting kind of like, you know, in order to, you have to take risks in order to have a store of Estus, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then once you have a store of Estus, you're kind of cushioned from risks. Right, right. As long as you can also find an opportunity to focus that because it is not just... Uh, you know, press a button and you're healed, you need, you know, a couple of seconds to hold down that button and be incapacitated while you while you recover that. And that's why. So in a yeah. boss, like you're going to be hitting a lot. So you would think you have infinite soul. So it becomes about finding the times where you have a break. Yeah. You know, I think this works great. I think this is really yeah, it's elegant. A, it's a pretty slow go animation to go in and out of that. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. pretty risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I found if, a lot of times I just I would always get hit like right after I healed and then so it's like it's a wash. Yeah, that 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 also happened to me, but but then once I got the charms that would help me both heal quicker and also heal more. Like I mm. that, oh. that just became a part of my build, knowing that I wasn't. I use you know, the there's the one that lets you move while you heal. 
Yeah, but yeah, that, that, that one's, one's like, really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Or or that protects you while you heal. Mm-hmm. There's one that gives you a limited amount of invincibility. Yeah. So they, they mess with it. Like again, these things that you you know you pay for everything in Hollow Knight. So like <laughs> these things that seem like they would be kind of out of the box, like are going to take a slot. Yeah. Even like seeing yourself on the map takes a slot. Like you pay for everything <laughs> in Hollow Knight. Right. Um. So if you want to, you know, there's actually like kind of an amazing build variety. Like if you know you're going to be healing a lot, like you can you can put your points into that. Um, and you can make a build that just like has lots of opportunity to heal that damages other enemies while they're healing. So you get mm-hmm. in a little bit of progress while that happens. Like, yeah, there, there's a lot of variety there. Yeah. Also, there's a uh, special combos with those. Um, we weren't really getting it like the badge systems kind of like uh, what they had in the Mario RPGs. Oh, yeah. Where mm. you have a certain number of slots that you, you know, in bad, each badge takes up a certain number of notches and they all have special abilities and sort of stack on top of each other. Mm hmm. So it's not like you just get more defense. It's, you know, you get, you heal quicker. You can move while healing. Uh, you can actually mix those up and then you can move even faster while healing. Mm-hmm. The the uh, synergies for those are great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I used a couple of them. I used the one that changed my uh, my spell uh, into throwing grubs or throw, <laughs> throwing those little like maggot things. Yeah, and that was yeah. fantastic. Like it's uh, really powerful and has a cool arc and was really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read about the rest of them and I'm like, this is really clever and good. Yeah. And like also a, a little bit of like Isaac. Yeah. It's, it's something that like is not explained. It, it doesn't say like, Hey, mix and match them for no, you just discover that by finding a combination that works for you. Yeah. There's still yeah. that sense of mystery that like you, you expect from a dark souls one. Like, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so, very, very good. And so like the, like those mix, those mixes and matches have a, have a, have have a very large impact on the pace of battle specifically around healing because like that is the closest thing that you could say this game has to a stamina system you know is mm-hmm. you know <laughs> finding that opportunity for like a moment of downtime to heal yourself yeah yeah so yeah so there's still that rhythm of combat mm-hmm. but it's not you know you can strike and you also have um you can't uh, uh kind of hammer the button either no uh, you attack at a pretty slow pace naturally again unless you want to pay for it um, so the, uh, you can't just kind of swing willy nilly, you know, it still doesn't have the feeling of like, um, like a God, a God of war button mashing kind of thing mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. I mean, heck, now you can not attack that fast. Um, when you attack guys, it actually pushes you back. Yes. Unless, unless you, you want to pay. Unless you want to pay for it. Cause I definitely yeah. paid for that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that like, was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, like that is, that, that will turn you into a lawnmower against certain bosses. Hmm. Yeah. Also, it makes the platforming easier because you're not getting like your jumps thrown off by guys you attack. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the, those things, those those slots that we have, the notches, they're very stingy with those. Um, it's like it's pretty much the most meaningful upgrade you can get. Yeah. Um, you don't you don't uh, level up, but you get uh, upgrades to your weapon, uh, which is a nail. Um, you get uh, either soul or shield fragments, which is your mana or health. And then you get those notches, as we mentioned. And getting a new notch slot is amazing. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, like, I have more room to play with, you know, because yeah. they're so stingy with them that, like, early on, you have to make these very tactical considerations. Like, I was going into bosses without the ability to, like, stand still mm-hmm. because I needed something else. And I would go into bosses without being able to see myself on the map. Like, you'd go and de-equip your, de-equip your exploration set mm-hmm. and, like, suit up for battle. Yeah. You or know? suit up for the very specific kind of battle that you went in and yes. scouted that this would be. Yeah, because sometimes I needed that fast heal thing. Sometimes I didn't. You know, some bosses give give you a large enough window out of the box. Yeah. You know, so it's it's very fun to like do a fight, and that's why I wish the benches were more frequent. Mm-hmm. Because some of the boss runs are really heinous, and rapid iteration is really fun in this game. Like saying, like, man, I wonder mm-hmm. if I tried this kind of build, would that work? 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't want to deal with the like platforming on the way back to the boss. Like, just put a fucking bench outside the boss. Like, <laughs> right. You know, um, like it, it's very fun to kind of iterate mm-hmm. and try new strategies on this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Additional slots also matter because different charms have different uh, requirements. They take up a certain yeah. number of them. So, like, you know, you are you're, you're also doing that arithmetic, you know, to make sure that you're maximizing them as well. The um, I accidentally overcharmed. I did the, uh, like, uh, which was awesome. <laughs> that, that, that is a very weird Stephen King movie, Accidental Overcharge. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's a really cool mechanic in this where if you want to, again, that high risk, high reward, uh-huh. you can go over your limit of uh, slots um, and you'll get the benefit for all the things, but you take double damage. Um, and there's ways you can make this work. Huh. Like there are ways to like, uh, you know, if you are uh, uh, you're doing the the charm, I can't remember, like Joni's charm or whatever that gives you a lot mm-hmm. of extra health. Mm-hmm. If you can go get but some you can't of the heal. Uh, yeah, but you can't heal, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, which is like a huge drawback. But if you're just trying to do as much damage as possible, you know, yeah. so you can do this thing that you can overcharge that add the uh, thing that lets you slash as fast as possible and a damage up mm-hmm. and just try a DPS race the boss and yeah. you can win like yeah. th- that can work. Mm-hmm. for you so um, so so you know lest you think that this is mechanic a mechanically simple game because it is kind of you know again first and foremost a, a metroidvania like this is a tremendous amount of customization that you're doing on the fly in iteration and experimentation mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah so those are those are charms and then also charms are really meaningful uh reward for exploration because not only do they uh you know, you get a new ability you can slot in, but it also is one of the ways they gate your number of notches. Mm-hmm. So the merchant that sells you extra notches, they want you to have a certain number of charms. Yes. So finding new charms is always meaningful, even if it's like, I'm never going to fucking use that. <laughs> like it's still, it still feels good to get it because it's a mark of progress. Yes. Well, yeah, a lot of times you I got a bunch of money and like, Oh, I'm going to the charm store and I'm going to buy a bunch of stuff. I don't want so I can get a good uh, charm slot. <laughs> yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. So just buy, just buy them all. Like, if you have money, again, money is meaningless. Just buy them when you can. I bought everything from every merchant in this game. Yes. Like, and and I could could have many times over. Like, Well, I mean, how many eggs did you get from the egg seller? uh, Just just one, because I was like, oh, that's what you sell? I don't need this. I'm stupid. (laughs) I got two. I was like, are these going to pay off sometime? Because I went a real long time before knowing what those were for. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk about the mapping, because this is, I think, a really interesting and fun touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mapping is, is a pretty robust mechanic in this. Um, it's very similar to Super Metroid, where you have to find the map station yeah. or what have you. And at least initially, you find somebody who has started a map, this cartographer, mm-hmm. uh, who will give you an incomplete map. But in addition, he gives you the ability to do your own mapping <laughs> in there. So before, until you can find him, you can't see yourself on the map. You can't see the map. Mm-hmm. You can't see anything. Right. Um, once you get to him, you can start making your own maps uh, to kind of uh, add on to his. Yeah. And again, that sound design, you know that Cornifer, the cartographer, is nearby because you can hear him humming to himself. And you, you know when the game came out, there wasn't that? What? They didn't do that when uh, the game came out. Also, there wasn't the paper round to tell you the, the visual signifier. Uh-huh. So that it sucks. was totally, you really had to scour things to oh, find. Oh, and he's hidden, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, impossible to find in Kingdom's Edge. Hey. It's a, uh, yeah, it, it is a benefit that games can change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's one of the best things about this medium is that they can make it better. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, map expansion doesn't happen automatically like you would be used to if you played like a DS, you know, Castlevania. Um, instead, you have to sit down at a bench and it will um, draw in the places that you have been. Um, mm-hmm. And this is, 
you know, a hand-drawn map that actually, like, will call out particular landmarks um, and things. Like, if there's a spire or if there's a building here, that will be represented. So it's not just kind of the broader geog- or geometry that you're paying attention to. Like, you can actually tell where you are relative to something else, which is important because you have to use a charm slot in order to get your position on the map. Yeah. Yep. Everything costs. Yep. And you have to buy the ability to mark things on your map. <laughs> down to the granular level of every category of things you can mark. Right. So you buy a separate item to put benches on there. You buy a separate item to put. And at first I thought those were like single use. Oh, Jesus. Like I would manually put them. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I save up 200, you know, because yeah. at, at the beginning that seems like a lot. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to save up 200 geo every time I want to mark a bench on my map. No. Uh, but it just gives you, you know, uh, you can mark all the benches on your map. Mm-hmm. But it's just, again, that they charge for that. It's just so like, you know, everything costs. You know, until there's nothing to buy. It's very weird. Um, But the the way the mapping works, like making a beeline for Conifer, if you can, is your best bet, you know, and but he's not always placed near the edge, you know, of of a map. And you can enter these areas from multiple directions. Mm -hmm. And uh, some areas he's placed so you can't even get there until you've upgraded considerably. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Fog Canyon. Mm. Yes. (laughs) Um, Um, No, I actually didn't even really use the um, the compass that marks where you are in the map. mm -hmm. I. uh found it a you know well one i was like i needed those slots for something else but also just uh you know i got used to figuring out where i was and yeah. found that an interesting part of the game because a lot this game you're lost a lot of the time and i found that pretty interesting yeah 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 i mean i i definitely enjoyed being lost uh in it but i had what i ended up doing was having a dedicated exploration set and a dedicated battle set yeah of kind of a pin so like or charm so i had you know it only cost one to see yourself on the map and it just made exploration easier. So like that and the thing that sucked up Geo. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I used those. Which is part of why I had so much of, uh, you know, <laughs> had so much yeah. money. Yeah, none of it fell away. Yeah. I just yeah. stuck to one set pretty much. And I'd make tweaks to it all the time. But, you know, not uh, – I'm too lazy to go making adjustments for every time I run into a different situation. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I definitely yeah. – I took Gary's approach. I had an exploration set just because I didn't want to give up the security blanket of being able to locate myself. Yeah. I still yeah. got lost anyway, because you know, the map yeah. isn't 100% exact. Right. Well, that's, that's one of the things I love about it is the map is hand drawn and kind of fallible. And like, you have that, <laughs> that feeling of being in uncharted territory until you can find a bench. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be large stretches where you're just, if you pull up that thing, your little compass point, you're in the middle of a black void, <laughs> yeah. you know, until you can find a bench. And like, yeah. that's, that's a real tension there where it's like, man, how deep does this go? <laughs> you know? And then it opens up into a narrow new area and you're like, fuck, like I just, you know, how, <laughs> Um, you know, and that's, that's kind of the part of the wonder mm. of this. Um, let's talk about fast travel, which again, this will be kind of obviated, uh, when a patch comes out in probably about a month yeah. from when this comes out. But, um, there are these things called stagways, which was the, uh, in this old kingdom, their, their mass transit system, yeah. um, which are these gigantic stag beetles, uh, that kind of go through like, you've got in the notes as most, I don't think it's quite most, like it's probably half. It feels like. It's the area in the games uh, like the like the broader areas, like if the title card is up for like Fog Canyon, it doesn't matter if one of these sideways doesn't go to like the the overgrown like mound or something like that. It is like it's it's in a lot of them, the major ones, at least. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it does not feel to me like there are enough of these. Oh, no, I I don't think I think there should be one of them for every, you know, because there's not one in like I don't think there is one in Fog Canyon. Like there's one Uh, in King Station next to it. Uh, or, Queen or, uh, Station's next to it, uh, yeah. but yeah, there's none in Fog Canyon. There's none in Crystal Peak. Um, yeah, Kingdom's Edge doesn't have them. Uh, 
so yeah, there's a lot. Also, I guess I am um, the ancient basin slash the abyss. I made a lot of runs to there for, mm-hmm. you know, some uh, high level game stuff. And it's like, you have to go all the way from the King station in city of tears. So it's a very long trek through some yeah, yeah. very difficult terrain. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can see from like a story perspective, like, okay, you wouldn't have like, this is a mass transit system for the city. It wouldn't be past the kingdom's borders. It <laughs> wouldn't be in the, you know, the, the, mountain they're mining yeah right but you would take it, it to the sewers. still stinks that i have to you know take the uh circuitous route there yeah, yeah. every time yeah. yeah so what they're adding um is something that will let you kind of fast travel to more places uh specifically i think tied to an item that you get midway through the game the dream now which is which we're going to talk about but yes i wish that there was more granular because you spend a lot of time backtracking even more so um like not explore exploration backtracking just like you know, trying to get to the next place that you need to go. Yeah. Or, or to do exploration. Mm-hmm. Like I can see on my map, here's a little section where I couldn't quite get up there. Hey, I've got a double jump now. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Like it's going to be, you know, and it's never tons of time. It just adds up so much in aggregate. You yeah, know, yeah. it's like, you know, going from one end of the map to the other is probably about like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, um, which isn't that much time, but you just, you go back and forth many times. Like yes. it's too much. Yeah. Um, these things are infinitely charming from a story perspective. Oh yeah. Uh, the way the Stagway articulates the little Easter egg you can find with this is one of my favorite things in the game. I like this that. game is full of really good detail. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love this character and I love the animation of him running through Easter the tunnels. Egg. Oh, it's... yeah. There, yeah. Easter egg or regular egg or, you know, <laughs> or, or you hashtag. Egg. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag or <laughs> the, um, the way that that articulates is really beautiful and good. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of stuff that kind of comes up. That's most of the generalities, uh, for the gameplay. There are some things that come up that we're going to talk about, um, as it goes, because it is again, full of that detail, uh, but we're going to talk about it when it comes up. Yes. Yeah. Um, a, a little bit about the production of the game. So this was partially funded on Kickstarter. Uh, they only raised about $50,000, which was not enough to do what they did here mm. um, <laughs> because it was developed by a team of four people. Uh, and just the amount of care that went into this uh, by Team Chariot, a team out of uh, out of uh, Australia, like they they had to have gotten funding from somewhere else because fifty thousand dollars would not have made this game. Hey, uh, fun yeah. fact: um, I went to a grad school down the street from their studio. Oh yeah, oh wow. yeah. Uh, no. Fortunately, that like never got to meet any of them or anything. <laughs> Wouldn't have known they were important at the time. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, like, this is a massive game, and it's fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Definitely. just like incredibly well made as a piece of software. Like, it's mm-hmm. super tight. You know, like runs really well. Like, again, full of like polish in a way that is you know meaningful as opposed to just kind of feels like fluff. You know, right, right. Like those little details, like finding you know having a kind of a sense of closure to the the stag stag beetle story um, felt good and meaningful, and mm-hmm. it's so confident because so much of it is hidden. Mm-hmm. You know, whole areas are hidden. Again, it has that confidence that like that painted world confidence <laughs> that we love so much. But this is such a small studio to do to do that. It's so ballsy and good, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, the uh, the art, you know, and animation is absolute tops. Um, and the music is really good, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, the music is like surprisingly like excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah. I was I was worried you wouldn't like it because most of it is very moody and ambient. It's it's because the way it works is that uh, it is that a lot of times and kind of fades in the background for me. And then when melodies pop up, it they're really good melodies. Yeah, yeah. And it feels like there's a sense of direction to when that happens. Yeah. 
you know, it doesn't, it felt like, and this could just be my own attention wandering, but it felt like it didn't happen that often, uh, in the midst of combat, mm-hmm. you know, so it'd be like a long exploration stretch. And I would just hear this little bit of like a motif for the area. Uh, and it really worked Yeah, uh, for me. And then there's music and bosses as well. Yeah. Um, that is a little bit more robust, um, than that. So I do, I do like the soundtrack a lot. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't shovel night like it, but I like it a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. So would you get on vinyl? Um, maybe not like vinyl is a really active listening medium. Like I had to get up and change sides and stuff like that. And that doesn't really work for me with ambient music. Yeah. You know, like I would, I would want to put this on and forget it for a long time and like do something else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I got this on Bandcamp. Like it's yeah. going. Bandcamp, it's second best thing. It's, yeah. it's the vinyl of the internet. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I got two, but I'm, I'm really not a big fan of ambient music. I was really just getting it to throw the guys who made it money. Of course. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to buy the plush for that. Oh, Ugh, for fuck's what sake. What you teach yeah. me is like for the Kickstarter thing, there's like a comic and a uh, like really detailed drawn map of the whole thing that is not available to the public to purchase. Mm. Uh, you can uh, find a high res image of it, but like who yeah. knows? <sighs> who knows how big yeah, that would like, actually print? I'm a comic guy. I want that and just can't <laughs> yeah. get it. Uh, I wish well, I knew about this game. Like hopefully it, it yeah. this game takes off well enough to where that kind of stuff become like fan gamer. Yeah. reprints that stuff like they, they're they doing the, the plush yeah and stuff no i want that plush i want that stag beetle pen. i want a I horned plush one. or a cloth plush yeah cloth plush. no cloth is great like cloth <laughs> would be really good yeah. um yeah um, one of the interesting things about the kickstarter which we'll talk about uh a little bit more comes up in the game but just something i think is kind of cool is that the uh backers had a, a kind of crazy degree of touch mm-hmm. with the design of this through kickstarter like a bunch of mini bosses that were, you know, that I didn't, some of which I fought, some of which I didn't. A lot of these kind of dream warriors were designed by backers. Uh, um, and also like exactly characters. what that's. Yeah. Like characters and, and, you know, like a lot of this world was designed by Kickstarter backers. Yeah. Um, I don't know like what just designed cloth. Cloth was made by backer. <laughs> yeah. You know, and cloth is like a major character. Like it's like, yeah. you know, it's not quite Solaire, but it's like that kind of place. I'd in, say in, she's a rather Sigmire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, she's very she's Sigmire and she looks like uh Manny or Mildred. Um mm-hmm. the uh and they even designed the bosses and stuff, and I don't know exactly what that means, right? So like I don't know if they had anything where like I, I think this moveset should be like this, or it was just it's this kind of bug and it's this kind of personality, and then the developers took it and ran um, with it. Yeah. Speaking but, as someone who has experience doing that with my Patreon, um I'm gonna say that people don't really have a super detailed knowledge of what they want to add to creative projects usually. <laughs> so it was probably broad strokes. Yeah. It's still neat though. You know, yeah, like when you, like, when you find out the, when I went online and found out like, Oh, this boss yeah. fight I just did somebody who gave, you know, a backer made that or like would contributed to it in a significant way. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like a backer doesn't have like, you know, really strong opinions on like the timing of this guy's slashes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. like just, yeah. It is a neat approach for a Kickstarter, I think. <laughs> yeah. They give up that much. Also, kind of ballsy. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you're ending up with. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I'm, uh, I'm sure if somebody was just like, oh, it's the Gamergate, I want the Gamergate ant. Uh, <laughs> except he's actually, for, he's, you know, except it's pronounced Gamergate this time and he hates broads. You know, like, I, I don't think that well, they would have. You know, if gone he's a boss it, and you kill him, that might be all right. <laughs> That's true. Like, and I want him to be the hero. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He, he helps out the hero. He actually does the death blow on the final boss for you. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, is my contribution, yeah. and then turns to the camera and says, "Kotaku is a <laughs> boycott to Kotaku." He's, he's he's got good ideas, but they're unpopular, and yeah. girls don't like him. <laughs> yeah, he's got wild hair and a lot of crazy <laughs> ideas. Um, 
Anywho, let's, she, uh, let's get into it. He shoves Hornet out of the way at the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's how awesome he is. Hornet gives you like that, like, you know, a very plot important detail. And then he just comes out from the background. Like, well, actually, <laughs> except from the shadows. <laughs> he actually jumps out of the well in dirt mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you guys are going to be getting a lot of negative reviews. Oh, that's it's fine. Yeah. Fuck it. No, we, we, we don't. We've, we've already like, I feel like we've shaved off most of oh, the yeah. people who would be really upset by that. Like it's, it's the difference between us and retronauts where like those guys, you know, have have a, a way way bigger audience, so there's still people who don't who haven't gotten with the trolley. <laughs> they, they have, as opposed, to, they haven't you know, alienated. Yeah, they they haven't figured out that like you know that's not who Bob and Jeremy are. Yeah. Um. You know, but hopefully people listening now know who we are. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. Yeah. So instead of g- giving the plot, because this is a, uh, you know, it's a soul's story, uh, I'm just going to give the setup. So the game opens up with a verse of poetry uh, from the world of the game about how a great ruler uh, sealed something evil away in the past. Um, and that fades away to reveal this large chained bug creature waking up and kind of struggling against his chains. And all of this is animated incredibly beautifully. Um, just assume that when I talk about something visual. Um, and then we see our hero, this, you know, kind of blank faced beetle, uh, in a, you know, in a mask, uh, looking out over this kind of vast desert and then jumping into a pit, which leads to this town called Dirtmouth, um, or Dirtmouth. I'm not sure which. Well, firstly, uh, it's the tutorial. What? Don't you go through the tutorial before Dirtmouth? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but like yeah, so. he, he's headed to Dirtmouth yes. in order to, uh, okay. in, in order Sorry, to Steph. like, like it, it is a small town that rests on top of this, you know, large abandoned city, this kingdom called Hallow Nest, uh, which adventurers are drawn to to explore. So you know there are already themes and resemblances to souls that are present here. Yeah, anytime you have like a long forgotten king, <laughs> like that kind of thing is extremely, extremely soulsy. Um, so we start off in King's Pass, which is our tutorial zone. Um, and it is, uh, kind of gives you our setup, which is going to be like, you're going to be primarily by yourself. Um, it's going to be lonesome and atmospheric and kind of dark. Um, and, uh, and really sets the tone yeah. for what we're doing here. Yep. And introduces some of these, uh, some of these concepts, um, in low stakes scenarios. So, you know, you have basic platforming, you have a couple of basic crawling and flying enemies and, um, you know, introductions to soul healing. Um, and also the way that you get spirit hearts, uh, which are these, you know, lifeblood sacks. Yeah. And it never happens. Like, <laughs> I think there's like five yeah. of them in the whole game. Right. Like, it's very weird. But you watch videos um, of high level yeah. play and just like their their entire health bar is uh, spirit hearts. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because you you can get extra with charms, but you can't ever heal them. So right. if you want to show off, use those. Um, <laughs> I just realized somebody forgot to mention about the platforming is if you hit spikes, automatic reset every time. Yes, it takes you back oh, yeah, to the you don't most die. recent safe yeah. ground. Yeah, yeah. Like so, it's not. It's it could be like if you died, this game would be intolerable. Oh, oh yeah, no. uh, certainly. Not, but yeah, it would be a, it would it would be like a C minus game. <laughs> like it would, <laughs> yeah. it would not be playable. The um, so you don't die. Just, you just go back to your platform and lose a health. 
Yeah. It's just like other Metroidvania things. You could tank spike hits and like you know yeah, acid yeah. hits. Uh, mm-hmm. In this, it's always a uh, resets you to last safe ground. Mm-hmm. Which that works. Uh, that you know, it's it's better than the alternative. You know, sometimes I kind of wish you yeah. just you know bounced up. Um, you know, just because safe grounds right, right there, but no, I have yeah. to go back. But you know, in general, I think that was the right call. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, you could it, really break the order of the game yeah. if you were uh, allowed to do that. Yeah, if you could push through. And I think there are some sequence breaks for this. I haven't watched the speed run yet. I'd really like to, though, because it has that feeling. Yeah. Um, we should actually, real quick, uh, say what spirit hearts are for people who don't play Isaac. Yes. Um, they're like armor. So it's a, it's a temporary heart that won't regenerate, like Nick said. Um, and they add they get added on top of your existing things. So you can go above your maximum. Right. Um, so I think temporary hit points in D&D or spirit hearts in, in Binding of Isaac. Right. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, the other thing you can kind of do is kind of slide down a wall. Eventually you'll get a wall jump. Mm-hmm. Um, but initially you can kind of slide down walls um, and it kind of like shows you that initially, yeah. Yeah. like how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shows you that like, you know, if you come out to a dead end and you see like a, like a wooden brace, you can kick out that brace and it actually opens up a path. And this yeah. is a way that you like open up shortcuts later on. Yes. Yeah. And, and there'll be destructible walls and stuff too. That's how they, they kind of had illusory walls yeah. in this game. Um, if it, then you head down to Dirtmouth. This is your your hub. Um, it is the one kind of populous city. You're going to run into other people, like kind of lone uh, people there. And there's some like weird kind of enemy filled places that seem like they're civilized. Uh, but this is this is your home base where nobody's hostile. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a little bit like your Majula. Like you're going to kind of gather some people here eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, starts off with uh, most of the shops being closed up. Um, the kind of primary function here, at least initially, is this character called Elderbug. Who uh, says like, hey, everyone in the town kind of went crazy and went down this well in the center of town um, <laughs> over or under us where there used to be a great kingdom. Yeah. And he actually like serves a really great function in a game that has the structure where it's really nonlinear in that uh, if you talk to him enough, he will more or less tell you where you need to go to progress. Yeah. Um, I've only I only had to use that a couple times where I got like truly lost and like just really didn't know where to go. Um, you know, but it's really nice to have that in there, like essentially like the fortune teller in, in Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Not to brag, but I didn't know that. No. Um, also, Elderbug's kind of don't, don't brag about your like, ignorance, Nick. It's... He's a, uh, you know, uh, he's a, really a homebody. And like one time he tells you about how he had an adventure and it's how he walked to the right side of that area. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. it's like, and then he ran to a ghost and was scared. So that was it. You know, yep. you, and you, can, you can meet that ghost. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That ghost was a backer thing too. All like the uh, the stationary ghosts that just say stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Backer, backers wrote their their little dialogue bits and stuff. Tried to get profound a lot of times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Whenever Tried. you get backer content like that, <laughs> yeah. Avo- you know, avoid the like even like even when it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I uh, I, I spent like, maybe three minutes going through uh, Thimbleweed Park random voicemail messages <laughs> after I found the one that you left, Cole. And then yeah. I was like, okay, these people aren't actually that funny. I gotta go. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I went through the entire graveyard in Hollow Knight and the best one's mm. probably the first one you run to, which is like the one that's trying to sell you cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's uh, even in a way it's the most sad because like, you're dead. You can't sell me cookies, you poor Girl Scout. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, but this place will be kind of your home base a, a little bit, right? You know, until you until you sack all the shops, but um, everything is closed up. Even the even the cartography uh, store is closed up right now. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but when you jump down um, the well, you get to the Forgotten Crossroads, and this is kind of your Green Hill Zone. 
Yeah, and this this explicitly quotes Metroid. Yes. Um, this in, in color scheme and the enemies that stick to the platform. Like when you go to your left, that platform that has the little bug, like pill bug. <laughs> yep, the crowd that the crawls end. around like, and clings to the yes. ceiling. Yeah. This is you. This is it's going. Hey, remember Super Metroid? Like here's Super <laughs> Metroid. Yeah. Like, and it, it's it's very charming because the game goes further than that. There are a couple of explicit quotes that it does, but it's never cloying. Yeah. You know, mostly because it gives it up really fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, but here you get, you know, introduced to some of these basic bugs. You get those clingy bugs. You get the, uh, the, the these husks, you know, the uh, like kind of the, 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 the fat, complacent um, kind of, you know, just basic townspeople of this place uh, that have turned into zombies. They have these kind of orange eyes and they will. It's so hard not to call them hollow. Yeah, it really it's is. The <laughs> they're, 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 they're infected. Like they're, they're, there's yeah. an infection. Yeah, and that, oh, good. Uh, no, I was just agreeing with you. Infected. Yeah. 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 And uh, like the, 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 that is something that will progress as, uh, as things go on. Like as you know, just like keep your eye out because things will get more orange. And that is kind of the dominant color of this. Uh, yes. Of this I think corruption. you the whole game. They don't even really ever name the corruption. I mean, at one point there's like one character referred to as a sort of bad light, but that's mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Um, so th- this is also introducing you right away to places you can't get to. So like places you can't, can't jump to like obvious, like places where, Oh, I would do a wall jump here. Oh, I would do a double jump here. Things like that. So it's, it's signaling like, Hey, you're going to come back later. Um, you head over uh, to this place called Tomb of the Egg, uh, which is over to your right uh, here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you meet this character named Quirrell, who we'll run into mm-hmm. um, from time to time, who is this explorer. And he's fascinated by this gigantic black egg in the background. And it's warm, <laughs> which is appropriately creepy. And this is actually hugely important. Yes. Um, and I love how close this is right to the beginning of the game. Like when you come <laughs> back here later, like spoiler, like this is where the end of the game is. Yes. You know, for uh, and you, you head back here. It's all kind of concerned with this egg. Yeah. Um, and Quirrell's pretty important. He is your Solaire, right? You're going yeah. to see him, you know, posted up in different places. He'll give you some incidental um, kind of knowledge about the places they he's posted up. Um, and eventually he teams up with you for a fight. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You have a couple of different kind of Solaire characters that help you out like that. Yeah. Um, he's definitely one of them. And he's he's a he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He seems like a sweetheart. There's no uh, words, yeah. but uh, bugs make kind of these little simlish noises. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, they're very charismatic. Yeah. Um, there's like a, a mid boss over in what is obviously his lair. So these there are these husk guards, uh, which are big bugs that attack with these you know tooth clubs. Um, they are not dildos, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they deal two x damage. I love the detail again, just in the background. You you can tell it's his lair because there's racks of other teeth. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> this is his room. Yeah. Um, and um, this is also an intro- introduction to rescuing grubs. Oh man, the grubs. <laughs> The grubs. Um, th- this is non-linear, so my I didn't actually go to the right in this section for why, quite a while. Mm-hmm. I went left mm-hmm. for for as long as I could uh, before I went yeah, back that's here. Metroid so I, training. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, grubs uh, are kind of like what's the analog? Um, there are these collectible you can find throughout the game, uh, and then as you get certain thresholds of numbers of them, you get different rewards. Yeah. At first, I thought it was only Geo and was bummed out, and then found out you actually get other cool stuff. Yeah, you get some really uh, useful crests out of that. Yeah. Like, uh, so you're going to want to collect uh, grubs, and it's one of the you know out of the different things they can hide behind a a secret or a platforming challenge. Like this is pretty up there. Mm-hmm. Like I was never unhappy to find a grub. They're incredibly cute. Uh, <laughs> they they, they and, sing when you're nearby. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they they dive into the ground. They, they get really happy when you break them out of the cage. Like, <laughs> yep. yeah. so and, fucking cute. And also, the uh, those are the uh, the mimics later on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which is well, also, very also good. that they're singing. I actually thought sounded a bit like the squarks of the um, the enemies that cling to the roof and then torpedo down, and explode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The phoenix things. Yeah, they're like I think the the exploding ones are a little more high pitch, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of times I was in rooms with those things and I'm like, oh, no, where's the grub? Die. <laughs> well, no, I thought there was a grub around oh, and it's shit, like, yeah. oh, it's just these uh, things. Yeah. Or like or the times when they're in the, they're both in the same place and it's like, oh, there's a I think there's a grub here cuz <laughs> I cheated and looked at a, you know, map and uh but it's like this thing was making me not know it. Yeah. Mm. That's funny. <laughs> Um, there's a small little, uh, kind of biome here that is a mine. You meet a bug named Myla who is, you know, just whacking away at some rocks, at some crystals and singing her song. Uh, this is explicitly hollowing, right? Like she is forgetting why she is here. She is just fulfilling her purpose. And it's a super tragic story. It gets worse as you go. If you periodically visit her, she eventually will go crazy and attack you like a crestfallen warrior kind of figure. Yeah. Um, it's also when we first ran into Conifer, uh, who we mentioned or Cornifer, uh, the cartographer, who uh, sells you a map, um, but says, like, you know, in order to get a compass, you have to go to the, my shop in Dirtmouth and kind of introduces that whole mapping mechanic yeah. we talked about. Um, and their kind of very cute relationship, which is uh, <laughs> him as this kind of doddering idiot, you know, who wants to go out and do this. And his wife is like, like, I'm not attracted to bugs, but like, I assume <laughs> is kind of meant to be like kind of a hot bug. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, she's too um, good for him. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> She got she got a thorax. She got good <laughs> thorax. Ooh, she got the, an abdomen and she knows how to use it. She got good mouth parts. Um, <laughs> While he's adventuring, she is very obviously bored out of her mind. Oh yeah, she's just yeah. like leaning against, against the counter and uh, like looking at her nails. She she kind of comes across like the bored secretary who's above it all. Mm, uh, yeah, a, a, a little bit. I never talked to her. That's like, <sighs> yeah, kind of. If if you were like the the pool boy kind of yeah. thing, I just keep like having this was like the setup for a a seventies style like Hollow Knight porn, you know, like the lonely <laughs> map keeper's wife and yeah. and like and this is her attitude so, when you are like literally the only possible customer she has, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yeah. I mean that's that's the uh, what are like the the TV tropes thing about like how when you are the only customer in the world, but everybody still. Yeah, you know, the economics still function. Everyone still kind of treats you like shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't remember what it's called in uh, Tropers. Something about Will Adam Smith or something. Screaming. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just it, thinking some other guys could potentially have other customers, but no one else is <laughs> going into the pits periodically, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in the upper left, that is where you find the Grubfather. I love this scene. Um, so you know, it's good you got this big nest, and every grub that you that you rescue shows up back here. And they like cheer you mm-hmm. on as you as you run in, um, mm-hmm. and they all kind of like sing in unison. It's uh, uh, you it's ever go good. there before you rescue any? <laughs> well, yeah, because the because it's, the yeah. the father's like all sad. He's like weeping because yeah, all, all his kids weeping, are gone. Yeah. Yeah. The grandfather is super cute. Yeah, um, I'm not sure those are his kids. Well, yeah. Well, so there, there's, you know what there's, happens there's, when you get them all right. Well, yeah, but there's some there's some controversy <laughs> in the lore community um, <laughs> <laughs> because. Uh, he talks about so once you get catch all these things, um, he you come back and he's eaten them all. Mm-hmm. They're all inside his stomach. But some people don't think this actually uh, killed them because he talks about sending them like letting them evolve and they're still singing inside his body. So some people think he's acting as a cocoon mm. for them. 
and they're going to birth into something. They they, they, they were they were cold. They needed to they needed to rest in my vor pocket. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's very happy to have eaten them all, and yeah. just the fact that they're singing still makes me think because I don't want to believe that he just ate them, right? Right. Them because he's such a cutie. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, um, and then kind of on the lower line of this, you get the uh, you get this long area with these just gigantic sandworms, um, and an introduction to uh, your hot springs, which will um, kill you again. There are like three of these in the game. Yeah, it's a very unused mechanic. But sometimes when you come there, there are people there. Yeah, and don't, you can't interact the hot with them. Just fill your uh, soul. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what like, uh, there's a bench right next to it, so it heals you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's just getting more soul. Which is like, the thing is, like, you're going through soul so fast that it's like there's <laughs> four of these things. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I just like I, I like them as a as a piece of visual punctuation. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, they're nice like that, although I just I kind of feel like they should just give you soul at benches. Yeah. Yeah, that would be and also you get soul pretty easily just through like yeah. fighting, and there are yeah. also those weird little like tail idol things, those centipede idol things mm-hmm. that you can smack to get soul mm-hmm. that, yeah. that pop up. Like there's the, you know, again, if there's a if there's like a you know, there's only a couple faults to this game, and one of them is a, a slight inelegance to how those systems kind of work together. Like finding things for meaningful things for you to find in these corners. Yeah. You know, so like I would do like a, a platforming thing or get up to a hard place sometime or find a hidden wall, and it would just have uh, either like a hot springs behind it or one of those little things you can smash open to get soul. And it's like my soul's up. Who already yeah. full up? Who gives a shit? Th- those those you are know? almost always like like the xenomorph statues, the abyss statues. Yes. Those are almost mm-hmm. always placed on the way to bosses or to. Uh, places that would require you to cast a spell to go ahead. I, I yeah, found that's what I've found. I found random really places. Place. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like I found them all over. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, they did not seem meaningfully placed to me. Huh. Um, so, and, and they're always placed by enemies too, which like, if I need to get soul, like I can get that, <laughs> that too, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm swimming yeah. in an ocean of soul. Yeah. Soul, soul is not hard to find in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, where are we? Uh, we're uh, at the boss. Almost to the boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's talk about this. Uh, talk about this big boy because I love this fight. Yeah, this is this is this is a very good, it's very similar actually to the first boss fight in Sultan Sanctuary. Yeah, uh, mechanically, like the way that uh, his his kind of like his move set yeah. is very similar to the Sodden Knight. Yeah, and this is the False Knight. The False Knight. Uh, I'm not going to put a music cue here. No, like, <laughs> like I'm putting music every single time. Yeah. Uh, we do not uh, hate ourselves. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, his moveset is pretty similar. He has these, you know, big swinging attacks with his with, with his club. And he will also make these um, shockwaves, which, you know, will, you know, by hook or by crook, sink or swim, figure out how to jump over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And eventually, he's, also, kind of... he's also one of the very you enemies who your regular hits do not actually get soul back from him. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is incredibly odd for your first boss. Cause that like never comes up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he can, he has perfect guard. You're, you're just hitting him to get uh, his weak point. Kind of like um, the adjudicator. Yeah. Like you're trying to get him to knock mm-hmm. down. So it, so you can actually hit him in the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you do get soul back from that. Yeah. Like that makes a little bit of sense because like he looks like a big imposing knight, but when you knock him over, the helmet pops off. It's a maggot. Like it is yeah. a maggot that is riding this armor around, so he doesn't take up the entire thing. You know, he's just like this lowly, pathetic creature. You know, and like so, you're not hitting his body, so you wouldn't get soul off of it. You just have to. You only get it when you actually attack his flesh. The um, so as a boss fight, like it's pretty. You know, other than what you brought up, Nick, which is like a good point. 
it's still, uh, you know, it's fairly basic as far as like his speed and everything. Like it's a pretty good intro boss. Um, mm-hmm. what the thing that makes hollow Knight kind of stand up above, like, you know, an, an ordinary game that might do this kind of thing. Did you guys get the coda for this? Did you guys come back here with the, um, Oh, with the dream the double jump? Oh yeah. I beat, no. <laughs> oh, I hundred percent it. Yeah. yeah. So not, not that yeah. I didn't mean the other fight. I meant finding his friends mourning him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that so much. Like, yeah. cause is after you beat him, his, uh, his helmet, like kind of like, well, you can hit his helmet around and eventually it gets up and leaves. I was like, Oh shit. I just lose a boss weapon. Like I didn't mm-hmm. really know, you know what the game was at that point. And then you can come back and you can hear noises of yeah. people crying <laughs> and I couldn't, couldn't find it. And eventually I found this hidden passage up in their room where they lived <laughs> and it's two of his little friends, like more like having a little funeral for him. Yeah. Like how cute and good is that? <laughs> like, <laughs> how tragic is that? And I slayed the fuck out of them so I could fill out my monster manual <sighs> entry. And, uh, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I looked online though well, first. I was like, should I kill these fuckos? And I was like, you might as well. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, you need the, yeah, the journal entries. Yeah. Um, it would be too hunt. early to talk about the second fight, like, or what happens after you fight him the second time, probably. Um, we, we can like, do we that can... in the roundup at the end. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like, let's okay. do, I think with those, since so many of those are just kind of the same thing, uh, but okay. harder. Yeah. I think we should bring those up, like not necessarily now, but like. Bring them up when they're noticeably different. Yeah. Well, like, but we'll, it's just that there's a, a story thing at the end with what that guy says after you yeah. kill them. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. like maybe, maybe we can because we haven't introduced the mechanic of how we're going to do it yet. Maybe we we okay. can do that in the roundup. But in general, I don't want to talk about every boss fight twice when a lot of them are just like he teleports more. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it's only three guys that do that. Yeah. yeah. Fight twice. Yeah. Well, I guess fourth yeah. count Hornet. But... <laughs> and I do. Um, yeah, I wasn't counting in that, but. Um, yeah, we'll get to that when we talk about there is a way to come back and fight this guy twice and get uh, kind of more mm-hmm. more story material, which we'll talk yeah. about a little bit later. Yep. Um, um, yeah. The thing you get here is the city crust. Yeah. And this will get you into the city of tears, which is an area that will probably round out this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also an area you had no way of getting to be like even, you know, <laughs> at this point in the game, you're like you're way far away from needing that crest. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's kind of an advanced advanced zone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're not going to head there yet. We're going to head over to the ancestral mound. Yes. Uh, which is like a sub area. So you, you walk into it. It's not like on the world map itself. Um, and this is, um, you know, a place that's behind a huge spire door. Uh, and you are, uh, kind of, you're kind of attacked by this snail shaman who, uh, you know, casts a spell for you, vengeful spirit. Um, and you're knocked out and then you're actually locked inside this place. Yeah, so this whole thing is a tutorial on how to use this spell, right? Like giving you the spell and teaching you how to use it. Also, the, the uh, snail summon doesn't says that they're helping you out. Yeah, it's like you know, I'm yeah, I got a favor here. to do for you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, and then later deny is like, oh, locking you in there. Whatever, whatever are you talking about? Yeah, he's he's kind of. I thought like this guy was going to be a character that I kept coming back to to get new spells, but not mm. the case. No, no. Like you, you, yeah, you go here once more or less. Yeah. Like it's a case where they they have a lot of characters that you see like once, and they got like they're oozing with personality, and it's like I'm going to be seeing you again. I know it, and mm-hmm. then it's just like there's no reason ever to go see him again. <laughs> yeah, Which it's not fine. really like that's not really a fault. Like I think it's kind of cool to populate the world with yeah. that stuff. It just it really yeah, subverted it, my expectations. It's a little misleading. Know? Yeah. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. It's nice, but yeah. Yeah. You find other, other snail shaman, like you find other snails, um, but most of them are dead or crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but okay. this place, you know, the reason why you have this, uh, <laughs> why you have this projectile is because it's full of these really pulley bugs. Right. Um, and you have to, you know, make sure that you 
either attack them from a distance or you know really really tap in rhythm because when you attack them on the on a roll they'll bounce back and then roll roll at you again right mm. um and the larger versions are only vulnerable you know at a distance if you get close if you get close enough to attack at melee um they they they, they armor up yeah yeah and this is all training for the mini boss uh that you have to use uh your your weapon on your new weapon your vengeful spirit spell which is essentially a magic missile mm-hmm. um that when you get close to it will kind of close up and you have to use this thing to kind of hit it from afar yeah yeah and and that's that's really it you get it you uh, get out of there you get that spell you get mm-hmm. the uh the soul catcher charm which is a charm you can equip i did not have room for it at this point no. but it gets you more soul per hit yeah yeah um so it's worth noting that like firing this thing firing the vengeful spirit uses up a potential heal you know and yes. you have to recover that you know in the middle of a boss fight sometimes uh you know by landing some attacks so sometimes it is a choice between using that energy to heal or using that energy to get in a hit yeah mana I is the same resource for everything heal. oh yeah yeah like especially in boss fights it's like other magic is just there's almost never a reason to use it when the heal is so essential to bosses I, I I started that way and didn't end up that way, actually, mm-hmm. because I kept finding I started thinking um, in terms of like I'm hitting this boss a lot of time when I'm full up on soul. Like these are hits that uh, I'm using that I may as well get in a magic missile because I'm going to fill it back up. So I ended up well, using in, this in cases and, where I'm and, doing that well, I'll use it. But yeah, it's like most of the time, um, you know, a lot of the bosses are very hard. I'm low on health. It always, you know, goes to healing then. Yeah, yeah. I always kept a heal around, but I often, I mean, I guess depending on how well I was doing, but I ended up using more magic more than I thought I would. Um, Not so much the magic missile, but the area effect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, spell. Like anytime something was above me, like firing that off made a big difference. Like um, the uh, soul master, um, the boss, the the, the first big caster boss, I wouldn't have beat him without using magic missiles on him. Like I had a really hard time with that boss. And I think the only thing that gave me an edge was like getting in every little bit of damage I could. Uh, there, which in like retrospect doesn't seem like the heart of a boss, but at the time I had a really hard time with yeah, it. Yeah, it's got a good. Uh, he's so. even hard on the replay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I believe it. Like the bosses in this are generally like hard, but not bullshit hard. They're no like, joke. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no joke, but also no, you know, the uh, nothing that feels, you know, unfair. Like everything yeah, yeah. is. There, is there's no tree know, of men. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no instant death bullshit kind of stuff, and there's no uh, nothing that just feels hateful. I think the bosses in general, like I wish I had a little bit less HP. Yep. Um, like I had to fight the second time you fight um, Hornet for mm. literally forever. Yeah. Uh, like I felt like I did <laughs> it for years. Like I'm still doing it, it now. Yeah. yeah. I'm still doing oh. it now. That fight lasts forever. You have to just kind of play perfectly for, you know, what feels like 20 minutes. So when you die, it's very, very demoralizing. Uh, In that case, I felt like it was mostly that she does a lot of stuff that distracts you from attacking her. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to get in hits. Yeah. But yeah. It's just like they could have rebalanced her to, with that in mind, you know? Um, it's also the fact that that is the first time that the, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but that was the first time the lack of fast travel, like really frustrated me because I had the ability to go upgrade my nail and didn't, I was like, I have to walk all the way across this fucking map and I'm like, right at the boss fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, do I really want to go take this, like do this, you know, 15 minute, 20 minute chore to like have a better chance at this? Like I should just be able to zip over there. Yeah. And it was very frustrating. So I ended up just kind of obstinately like putting my head down and getting through it. But mm-hmm. So I made it harder for myself, but also they should have made it easier to get around. Yeah. Um, so you head, uh, head back to the forgotten uh, crossroads. Um, if you head to your uh, kind of the far right from here, there's a boss called the Gruzmother. Uh, 
yeah um who's this kind of like giant mosquito lady yeah um, who bounces from floor to ceiling um very simple patterns yes uh this and uh once you kill her she explodes into baby mosquitoes yeah firmly like a mini boss like she is just gating your progress uh to your shopkeeper and also to the person who's going to sell you charms once you get the ability to get up there yep yep uh, the next main area that you're going to go to is called Green Path. Um, I, I mistakenly called Forgotten Crossroads Green Hill Zone. This is Green Hill Zone. It, well, it's green and it has hills. It's yes. green, yeah. <laughs> it's less Green Hill Zone than it's not the introductory level. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, but yeah. 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 Um, oh. So this is at the far, left, the far left of the crossroads. You'd need uh, to have gotten the uh, the Vengeful Spirit. Uh, for this because the road is guarded by one of those armadillo bugs that you need to have projectiles to kill. Yeah. And this is the, I think that's the only time that the, uh, the magic missile is used as a gate. Yes. Um, kind of where they like it to, it could be used um, often, often, but I might say, uh, the, uh, going up to King's pass again, uh, to get mm. out to that area, you have to go through a couple of those guys. Mm. So oh, it's gotcha. one more spot where you need to have it. Yeah. yeah. It's rare yep. at the yes. very least. Um, before we get too far into talking about this area, uh, how beautiful and how refreshing is it that this game uh, is not afraid to be beautiful and colorful? <laughs> like I was like, oh, this whole thing's going to be all drab kind of grays and purples and, and stuff. Yeah. And then you go here and it is so gorgeous. Uh-huh. Like it is like the quality <laughs> yes. of color is uh, it's usually like that kind of ultra intense color feels really computery to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it feels a little bit too much like um, like badly like digitized digital color comics, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, oh, like. You know, Joe Madureira drew this and like, you know, it's like at this, but it, it, it really works because of the contrast. Like it's like the one place in this world that feels this alive and this like colorful. Um, it's awesome. Like it's, it's just very, and the music here is really good as well. Um, yeah, this, this is, this is an aesthetic triumph. Yeah. Uh, um, green path, I think. And it, and it shows, okay, so they're, they're going to do new biomes, which is amazing. Nothing here feels tiled. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, they're reusing assets because it's a video game. They have to. But everything feels so handcrafted, you know, lovingly. Yeah. 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 And some of my favorite, like, enemies to fight here are in this area, too. I like this area a lot, even though this is the first area where I'm like, oh, you guys are going a little too far on the spikes, and spikes on the ceiling should never have happened. Nope. Uh, like, I hate spikes <laughs> on the ceiling so much. Like, it's very annoying. Um, so there's a couple, like, frustrating uh, moments with that, but, like, it's a, it's a really good area. Yeah. Um, uh, if we were doing this on chat style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the environment's really responsive because almost everything in like the background you can chop with your sword. Mm-hmm. It'll and, it'll rustle when you run by. Yeah, and you yeah, know we, it's like yeah. you kind of get to thinking that's going to be like barrels and dark souls where maybe something's good in them, but mm-hmm. there's never anything. Yeah. Well, there there are things in the background so that you can stop. just chop down for funzos, but there are things in the foreground as well that you can uh, bounce off of, mm-hmm. and it's just this weird little detail that just makes traversal a little bit more fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if I go through an area that's full of like statues, I can bounce off of like I see how long I can like, you know, lava is the floor, <laughs> you know, with that in the dash. And like, can I get through this whole area without touching the ground? Like you have to kind of make up these little emergent gameplay things to make up for backtracking so often. But it, it's pretty fun when it happens. There's also a really cool Easter egg where you can run into the person that fixes everything. Mm-hmm. Did you guys do this? Yeah. Or see yeah. This? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a completionist yeah. on the Hunter's Journal. I killed that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that there's somebody walking around fixing all the garbage you break. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's very cute and funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I ended up letting him go. Uh, like, he tries to get away, and I ended up letting him go. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, one way or another, like, either on accident or just, you know, my, my, my subconscious knew that it was the right thing. It's to like do. It, 
it's just a bit of ecology that explains why anything is still functional down there. Because, like, <laughs> apparently there's the murder zombies and there's the fix thing zombies. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that kind of uh, kind of uh, uh, extra detail that's added to this ends up being a little bit uh, – it serves a gameplay function, right? Because there are piranha traps hidden. You know, you have enemies that are bugs that have surrounded themselves with moss and with bushes. And those blend in against the platforms as well. Like, you know, that, that lushness doesn't get in the way. It serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's really tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a gimmick in this area, which isn't repeated elsewhere, where you have these blocks that are suspended by vines, which you can drop on enemies and more often than not are used to, uh, to create platforms, you know, uh, to get back up one way drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so the uh, we're you know, we're going to go find our cartographer here, which you know is, is kind of part of the the rhythm mm-hmm. of this. Uh, one of the things you find really early on is a character called the hunter, <laughs> um, who gives you your bestiary. Uh, he gives you an item, uh, your hunter's journal, um, which gives you once you kill an enemy, you get a little information. If you kill enough of them, you get a little bit extra uh, information. Mm-hmm. I did not fill this out. No, um, you know, but it, it was always nice to see, like you know, oh, I've. I've Kill a lot of these things, like a little little check mark, little scratchy noise happened. Yeah, I think there's like <laughs> almost know? 200 entries or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm way. Off. A lot of them are I, rare. I yeah. actually did finish it off, and um, it's not really. It doesn't affect anything else in the game, so I'm going to spoil it. Um, you you think you're going to have a showdown with the hunter because like the floor drops out, you fall into this arena, and then the hunter is like, all you see of the hunter before is like these eyes that are coming out of a cave, mm-hmm. and you see that the hunter has this giant black body and he's wearing the cave on top. Like it's a big hat <laughs> and he like, looks like he's going to get into a real big fight with you. And then he just hands you like, here's the hunter's mark. It's just a little mark that goes in your journal. Mm-hmm. It does nothing for you. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, yeah, nice working with you. Bye. <laughs> I really respect you. you you've done yeah. some good stuff here. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I want to take a moment here and say that the wiki for this game, like the, it is one of the more complete and better designed of the ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the uh, kind of monster entries have animated gifts, um, and all of this bestiary information is there. So, like, even yeah. if you don't feel like going and getting this, I would recommend going and tooling around on that because it's it's great. Like the the, the story here, you know, the, 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 there's good stuff down there because a lot of the extra information is written in, in the hunter's voice. So, like, he will talk about how tasty some of them are or, you know, like, oh, this one will trick you. <laughs> you know, like it is, you know, you're, you're uncovering and kind of like translating his notes. Well, he mm-hmm. also covers a few of the characters you fight, and he's like, you know, can talk about whether or not they have like, you know, bad life philosophy or <laughs> if they're, uh, you know, really easy to fight. Because like um, Zot, who we'll meet later, is basically like, is this thing too lame to hunt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna do some some new enemies here. Kind of the the overall concept of these things is like one that kind of camouflage bit. We talked about those Venus fly, fly traps around uh two enemies that blow up after you kill them they kind of yes. become a bomb um and uh will kind of make a big poison cloud um, you don't get the status effect poison but it's you know green gas that hurts you yeah um no. there's so many bosses here so you fight a moss knight so it's kind of like finding your boulders knight for the first times um mm-hmm. you know something this game does that other souls likes haven't done so far outside of like um hyper light drifter is you know popping up gates for combat arenas it's yes it's yeah. generally fine yeah, it doesn't happen that often. Yeah. Like, whereas that was almost every encounter in Hyper Light Drifter, it felt like. Yeah. 
this it's much rarer here so it doesn't bother me that much mm-hmm. uh, the uh one of my favorite uh monsters you run into are the gigantic bush monsters <laughs> like these feel like something out of like yoshi's island to me or something yeah just in how you know and how uh because there's this gigantic bush monster and they jump out of the jar ground and charge at you so you have to get really good with your down slash mm-hmm. uh to fight them and if you hit them enough times they uh or once you hit them once it becomes a little bug that's animating this big pile of <laughs> yeah. you know debris and then you have to go hit the little bug uh before it gets well, away so that just has great sound design because like the, it rumbles towards you like you know, there's <laughs> yeah. a boulder rolling towards you or something it's one of my favorite enemies in the game. Like it's cute and really fun to fight. Yeah. Also, it's one of the first places to use your distance attack because you know chasing them, especially with that knockback you have, it's hard to get mm. enough swipes uh, when yeah. you're early on. That's true. Yeah, you yeah. kind of have to play Toro with them a little bit. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, we talked about Zote. Uh, in order to meet him, you have to fight a mini boss called the Vengefly King. Um, <laughs> you're lured into this arena by a screaming voice. Um, and Vengeflies, you know, just the name of some of these fly enemies that you've been that you've been fighting. He will just summon them in as ads and also do his own dive bombs. Um, is there anything more about this, or should we talk about Zote? <laughs> no, we can move on. To Zote. There, there are this, too many yeah, bosses and mini bosses to, to you know. Well, a lot of these will kind of gloss over. I think. Yeah. 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 But Zote, um, he's a really cantankerous um, old guy. Kind of, kind of, dude. Looks kind of. He looks like to your you. granddad. He does. He's so tiny, and his his mask is all cracked. I mean, it's basically like they just changed your mask to a sadder-looking older mask. <laughs> yeah, but he is very much, you know, just a braggadocious, right? He's walking around and he's, you know, calling his uh, what is what is the sword called? Life taker, life like life ender, life ender, yeah, life ender. <laughs> also, he chastises you for getting in the middle of his fight. <laughs> yep, even though he was you like, saved I had that life. thing right where I wanted it, and uh, you know, he was be he was in its mouth when you meet him. Yeah. <laughs> he's- and he's, then like he's, a comedy beating, on... he's just he's uh, you know he's just collapsed on the ground so he he doesn't help or anything yeah he, he'll he's, pop... I mean he's a comedy character right so like mm-hmm. every time he pops up like it's just it is the it's it's not he doesn't have any functionality similar to patches mm-hmm. but he has the same kind of like role as far as com like consistent comedic relief yeah in the game um, his his voiceover um as it were is really nice it's all grumbly like um (laughs) he's gonna pop up every once in a while there's not an awful lot of movement with his story but the way it ends is one of my favorite things in this game it's really hilarious and good (laughs) like it's very funny so it's great yeah um yeah there might be um there was a stretch goal for a uh a dlc with zote Mm -hmm. that they they didn't make the stretch goal but they also didn't say they wouldn't do it so it's possible there is a zote dlc coming which would be awesome Um, i can't wait if there is (laughs) Um, the first real, the, what is mandatory to be the second, like actual full boss fight you fight in this game is this character named Hornet, who's very important. Yeah. Um, and this is a real difficulty spike. Oh yeah. Um, I think a lot of people who like, you know, might bounce off this game because it's hard. This is where it's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. not the hardest boss in the game, oh. but it has to be your second fight. And it's very hard, I think. And yeah. also you've been kind of chasing her all through green path. Cause yes. like, oh, you yeah. walk into an area, she'll notice you and then like, just leap away. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, she is incredibly fast, which is the biggest, um, the, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that makes her harder than what we've seen so far. And we should talk also, about, um, she's a little bug like you though. Yeah. So she's yeah, not she's, like, she's, giant she's not a hornet. Right. You know, yeah. She's a little oh, bug like you. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a duel, you know, it's a, it's a dual fight and she's not a hornet. 
Um, she kind of has some like spidery, silky kind of powers, mm-hmm. and then it ends up making sense with her origin, which we find out later. Yeah. Also, where you have a nail, she has a needle with a you know has an eye in it that you know she has threads attached to. Yeah. So it's used like a grappling hook sometimes. Oh, guys, horrible. I thought for sure I was going to get that grappling hook, man. Me too. <laughs> I was like, we're going to beat her and get that <laughs> grappling hook. Stole my well, heart. Give me that campaign. <laughs> she is definitely coming. You know, she's the stretch goal they made for the extra character. So mm-hmm. that yeah. will be really awesome. Guys, Hornet is so good. Like, spoilers, yeah. she's kind of a secondary protagonist. You don't play as her, but she is a huge mover and shaker in this world and in this story. Um, she's so good. Like, even mm-hmm. her visual design, um, it's it's feminine without being overly sexualized. It's weird to say that about a bug. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's a no, bug. I know, but, I know yeah. what you mean, but it's just it's very like, you know, it's, I, I hate the state of video games that you have to say that. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not laughing at you. Yeah. I'm laughing at how stupid this hobby is. <laughs> like, yeah. like, why anybody does this? Um, <laughs> yeah, but she, she, she is badass. Like, I want to play as uh, I want to play as her as soon as possible. She's awesome. And it's a good fight, too. It's very hard, but it's mm-hmm. a really good fight. Yeah. Like, it's it's very you have to learn a lot. You know, yeah. to, to make it work. Like you have to learn uh, a lot about effective ranges. You have to like l- learn the trajectory of her of her attacks. Like it is pattern based. And like spatially. the timing of her putting it out and pulling it back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing that always gets me with her, and it was a bigger problem in the second fight with her, which we'll talk about, uh, which was my like biggest stumbling block in the game. Yeah. Um, is her area of effect where she kind of like throws her thread out in all directions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a really hard time that has a very similar tell to uh, her diagonal dive bomb mm-hmm. as far as like the sound she makes. Uh, yes. And it's not exactly the same, but it's very similar. And so the way you respond is very different to those th- two things. And getting those two things mixed up was the cause of like my Hornet deaths. Um, yeah. This first time I only died a few times. The second time is probably like 12 or 13 times. Yeah. I yeah. died a lot to the second Hornet. Yeah. The second Hornet fight was a was a night for me. Yeah, I felt I felt like I was sequence breaking. I'm like, there's no way I'm supposed to be here yet. Yeah. You know, um, which could have been true. Like I, there were other optional. I hadn't even done uh, Crystal Peak at that point. I don't think. Yeah, that's oh, a shit. very open portion of the game. So, yeah, yeah. you could really do that early. Yeah. Um, kind of the story purpose that she is serving here is, you know, she is disgusted by you. She knows what your quest is. She has more information about what you are and what you're here to do than you do at this point. Well, also, mm-hmm. when you walk into the arena with her, it appears that she just killed something just like you. Yeah. 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 Um, so her that's her that's her point or her purpose in the narrative. She's testing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hollow knights like the, these <laughs> vessels or I can't remember the word for it. Vessel, um, vessel is the yeah, yeah. vessels um, like, you know, testing these different vessels. Um, and she tests you and you beat her and, you know, you know it's, it's, it's very uh, <laughs> and then and then heads off on, on her own. But you know that you're going to see her again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and when she leaves, she leaves the Mothwing cloak, which allows you to do a dash. Yeah. Uh, either in the ground or in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feels very good. Like it is, it is, it is a good movement upgrade and one that I don't know that I've seen done an awful lot. This made yeah, a dash. I mean, it definitely comes up. It's, it's yeah. like, it's really satisfying when it comes up in salt too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a fun thing. Like an air dash is really good. Yeah. I guess I forgot about it in salt. Forget me. Yeah, but yeah. Don't I be for, fooled by dark salt. souls. You don't get iframes. Yeah. 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 You have to earn your iframes. You pay for everything in, <laughs> in Hollow Knight. Like you eventually you'll get your iframes. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a small scene here after you pick this up, like some ghosts appear to you, you know, would it seek to break the seals? They cannot be undone. They must be undone. Let us sleep. Little shadow. Return to your darkness, allow us our peace. So mm-hmm. you are, you know, it's very obvious now you are kind of playing around with these powerful forces. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we, and at this point I didn't, I had no idea what any of this meant. Right. You know, like I, the, uh, a lot of the story stuff, I ended up going back and reading dialogue and things from the wiki, mm-hmm. uh, because it's spaced out yes. quite a bit. And they're the way that this game does environmental storytelling is very different than, uh, dark souls does where a lot of times the environmental storytelling is on the micro rather than the macro level. Mm-hmm. So it's things like you're talking about with like when you're in that boss arena, um, with the, uh, the knight that has the teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, oh, okay, like that's his room, you know, yeah. that makes sense. It's a cool detail. Or like later with the Mantis Lord, it's like, oh, you find the fourth throne. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't like the actual macro plot is not really hinted at very much through background detail like that. Right. Um, until kind of later in the game. So for the very first, for most of this game, I kind of like, you know, kind of zoned out on some of this stuff mm-hmm. because I, you know, you don't have the points of context. And it's if you're playing this first pass. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and cause you don't know what anything means, you know, like it's like, what does that mean? You know, um, unless you're like literally taking notes. So if people, uh, people who listen to the show or play these games and don't like, I actually think the kind of lore and story in this game, despite the fact that it's kind of derivative is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's a good, a good note. If you don't it's care about that stuff, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, but it's also delivered very optionally. Like if you don't give a shit, just play it and you're fine. Yeah. Like this game is a super fun game. If you totally ignore all that stuff. Um, so don't, don't feel beholden to it, you know? Yeah. And that's a similar thing to dark souls as well. Like you can play that game and get a shitload out of it without really understanding what's going on. Totally. And that's a strength of dark souls. You know, the fact that that stuff is optional is, is a strength. And again, very confident. Yep. Confidence, man. Um, Uh, there are a couple of optional things here that it makes sense to mention them, even though you cannot get to them just yet. So like the Lake of Un, you can go there. Uh, it's a big acid lake off to the left where Quirrell's at. Um, and once you get the ability to swim in acid, uh, you can get a charm that lets you move while healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Un also, is just uh, this other other ruler who uh, kind of held domain over this place. Um, yeah, also Un's like a, a slug sort of creature, and you sort of like turn into like a, a grub when you're moving while healing using that charm. Yep. And you could upgrade it so it actually, like, if you combine it with other stuff you can turn into a slug or with like i think it's like one of the fungal ones makes you grow mushrooms on your back and stuff while you do it <laughs> just cute little animation tricks nice yeah the yeah. one that makes you uh, spread poison when you uh, you heal <laughs> yeah the mushroom one yeah they get those like cool synergies yeah um there's a little challenge area you can do uh that's kind of a jump you know jumping puzzles with thorns uh that eventually gets you a, a charm that allows you to uh do passive counterattacks like when you hit it hurts the enemy mm-hmm. um that was turned out to be useful for me as part of my like battle build yes. at this point yeah it's, um, it's so cheap too it's like one slot yeah yeah um and then you can you can come back later so you can learn different nail techniques from these uh from these nail masters um and you have to have a, an ability called the crystal crystal dash in order to get past these long stretches of uh of uh, you know of spikes um the, so this is like you know a, a master samurai guy who teaches you his ability by showing you how to paint mm, yeah <laughs> which is which is very cute the uh the nail techniques i never they, used they, uh, they take too long I to used, charge yeah. i used his one sometimes it's like you, know, you can get a charm that increases your charge speed but i actually really dislike the other two i would only use them by accident and they would mess me up oh yeah yeah because like there's yeah. the one where you hold up and charge and it makes you spin around does a horse like attacks your front and back horizontally but doesn't do anything up and it's like why am i holding up unless i want to attack up mm-hmm. yeah yep and the other one that happens when you're dashing which seems like it would be useful uh i just but the time never really awesome. needed it yeah the timing is is fresh is fiddly and like the extra damage i got was not worth the extra fiddliness mm-hmm. Right. You know, 
Uh, especially when I'm moving, like I'm not often like fighting. Like you have to be a little bit more nimble than that when you're in a boss fight, I felt. Mm-hmm. So this this was a, a missed opportunity to me, I think, like the different nail techniques. So it would have been cool to have a version of this where like they either like st- out of the box had less charge time or you did something other than charge them. Yeah, it was like a like, maybe like a Street Fighter comedy. Yeah, yeah. A combo yeah. or yeah. Like or I would really version. appreciate a more interesting upward attack. You know, something yeah. that Well, the, the upward yeah. attack too, like uh, overlaps with the, the area effect spell that you do that goes upwards too. They have a very similar arc. So there's really not a reason to use. I mean, th- this doesn't take mana. So whether you want to spend time or you want to spend soul, you mm-hmm. but you hit the same area with them, you know? It's just uh yeah. yeah. Not not my fave. No. Um, um so this gives you the ability to go to a new area called the fungal waste. Um Well first is- first we run into uh Salubra, uh, oh, yes. the charm vendor there, which uh there's not too much more to say about that. I think we already mentioned her, but mm-hmm. I like her as a character. Like she's oh, kind yeah. of like this 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 saucy big lady. <laughs> um Yep. Um, the fungal waste though, this is again showing you we're not afraid to be different. You've seen gray. We just seen green. That was a surprise. What about purple? Mm-hmm. I guess purple. I like purple. <laughs> Let's go purple, man. Yeah. The um it's also the place where they are if you haven't figured out how to do down slash bounces, this is where you will have to. Yeah. You know, more or less. Uh so the kind of gimmicks here are these bouncy mushrooms. Um you can if you down slash you'll kind of leap up in the air, and then acid water. At yeah. different places, which functions identically to spikes, except that eventually you can circumvent it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this whole place, like the name would suggest, is full of um, kind of fungal enemies. So mushrooms of different sizes. Uh, the medium ones will scream and run away in a panic. Uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and also they have these kind of floating gas bag uh, kind of enemies, which are super cute. It looks like um, cartoons that uh, your friend Pete draws, Gary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like uh, uh, Pete. Uh, hey, it's Pete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, of breakfast, breakfastist fame. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's a there, when, oh, good when you kill them, they you know act like balloons. You know, they just make that <laughs> sound and fly all around. Yep. Mm. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Love those things. <laughs> um, there's a vendor uh, near the start uh, next to a bench that is actually just uh, a, a mushroom that you can sit on. Yeah, um, uh, I, love I that thought it was detail. a corpse. Uh, oh, my, that that might be the case. Yeah, it could, it could be both. Yeah, it's, it's a you know it's a round bug corpse though. Yeah, that you're oh yeah. <laughs> and um, that this was is, why this is... I thought this guy was going to be patches. Oh yeah. Well, he he yeah, that, he that looks seems about right. He looks yeah. super shady. I mean, his, and also his name is Leg Biter. Yeah, Leggy. <laughs> so he bites legs. The um eats and legs. he eats legs eats yeah. legs yeah eats legs yeah. bites well you know I and mean, he doesn't he doesn't eat the leg without biting them. <laughs> I, um, I, I may I may have written his name down wrong. The um they don't uh, uh these are where I talked about that thing where the, it's the charms that break when you when you die. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so this is uh these are very useful they don't initially seem useful but these are great actually. Um there's a thing you could do and I. I didn't do this until I gave I, I didn't give into this temptation until pretty late. There's an exploit you can do in this game. Uh, if you when you're about to die, if you exit out of the, to the menu, uh, you'll just restart at the bench you're at. Oh, man. Um, so eventually I got sick of going back and fighting my ghost. So I just started doing that. Hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't care what I lose fighting my ghost. <laughs> you know, like that's literally the only thing you give up. That ghost fighting mechanic doesn't add anything. Yeah. So uh, I mean, though, I mean, it makes the, it makes using these charms like really risk free. Hmm. I was using them before I you know, went to that, but I got to a point where I got too frustrated to, uh, to 
you know, to keep just going back and fighting my stupid ghost. Yeah. Probably when I was fighting the the second Hornet fight. Yeah. So I was like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to, you know, exit out when I'm about to die. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole stretch of this area that is filled with these fungal turrets. Um, they shoot exploding spores. Basically, anything that explodes does double damage to you, um, which is kind of <laughs> devastating, especially early on when you haven't expanded your health pool. Like when we talk about it, just for people who don't know, we're just doing this entirely vicariously through us. Like you start out with, I think, three, mm-hmm. uh, uh, three health, five. Five, yeah, five health points. But like those go up very, very rarely. Mm-hmm. So uh, near the end, I had maybe like, you know, nine. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you, you, you don't have you don't have that many, like eight. Like you don't have that. many. Yeah, it goes up to eight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I had eight at the end. So it's like something that does double damage. If you're at max health, it's a quarter of your health. You know, it's it's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, outside of a boss arena here, you find, um, or a mini boss uh, arena, you find a new character named cloth, um, who looks a little bit like Maneater Mildred. Um, and she, um, it sounds like she was more important to your guys' playthrough than she was to mine. Yeah. There's a little mini quest you can do with her. Um, she will come and fight, um, the, uh, the lone mantis Lord with you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um who's a hidden boss? Room... I could tell there was something really important there because you get there and it's like nothing is happening. It's totally empty. And I immediately backed off because I was like, there's going to be a boss here. <laughs> but no, Cloth just leaps out of the ground and she's a big friendly <laughs> bug. Who's, yep. She says she's an adventurer like you and talks about how mm-hmm. she's all uh, tough and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's real cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she's good. <laughs> and you can run into her in a few other places uh, yeah. as you go. And uh, yeah. turns out she's not that great at being a badass (laughs) no yeah her her story does not end well no um yeah so you kind of make your way again through this the bouncy things you head down to a kind of a subset of this the mantis village um which is really great like all of these signs of like another kind of functioning civilization Mm -hmm. um these are like the the honor bound warriors of this there there are flying ones and land ones and their whole kind of gameplay gimmick are like a brief hesitation and then like a fast dash towards you yeah either in the sky or on the ground (laughs) Um, when you talk to people about these guys they explicitly mention these guys are not insane they're just murderous (laughs) yeah whereas everything else you've fought so far has been insane yeah like like this this is a functioning society that you are intruding on yeah also a a functioning society of murderous cannibals right yeah (laughs) Yeah. um but um but yeah like they're like they're there within halinus but separate from it like they have their own their own code they were not part of the kingdom mm-hmm. yes yeah. yeah and this is uh this is a largely optional uh area you have to go in here and get the the wall jump you don't have to fight the boss here though i didn't fight this boss until almost at the end yeah. like i don't know why i just didn't think to go like i saw like a pit where i was like oh i'm not ready for that mm-hmm. and then just didn't come back forever um <laughs> actually so the boss one of the things is if easy. you if you die on the boss, they spawn Quirrell on the run-up to him, and he will explicitly tell you, hey, maybe before you fight these guys, think about going to the blacksmith. Yeah. Mm. What blacksmith? So, well, he tells you there's a blacksmith. Yep. That too. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was um, how I the, found out about it. Mm-hmm. This boss is actually really great. Oh, it's um, really good. The, um, the Mantis Lords, yeah. I think. You definitely want to be spec'd for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's what it is, is it's... Um, it reminds me of Dark Lurker. It's like the really good way of doing um, of fighting against multiple opponents mm-hmm. where you fight it first on its own. So you learn the moveset and then you fight two of them with the same moveset. Yeah. Then they, they don't really get new moves. They just kind of complement each other mm-hmm. in different ways. Well, some of the moves have been tweaked to combo better. Yeah. 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 yeah, it is. And it, it's like it 
it starts is when there's two of them. It's like it's going faster than you ever thought it could. But you can yeah, beat it from the from go. You know, there's nothing mechanically stopping you except yeah. you're maybe not dealing as much damage as you want. <laughs> yeah, you could, it, could, it could take longer than you want yeah. to do it. But it, it just it feels like the the good way of doing an ad. Yeah. kind of thing you know um because they're each each one is relatively simple once you get that timing down they're actually not that bad right um and the, like i love this little again those little background details i was talking about that micro world building um you see in the background there's three uh, uh these people they're on um thrones they come down to challenge you one by one because they're an honorific society mm-hmm. uh, or an honorable society and then there's a broken throne in the background mm-hmm. and that's foreshadowing to the uh the character you ultimately fight with cloth yes yeah. Um, but that's yeah. great. That little bit of like, oh, yeah. like there's this little story that I'm not even part of. It makes me feel like there's a video game that they're doing yeah. <laughs> that I didn't get a chance to see. Yeah. Also, this also, this fight, uh, it doesn't trigger right when you walk into the arena. You have to speak speak to them to challenge them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when you win, they all bow to you and you can just go anywhere you want in the Manus Village and they don't fight. Nothing fights you. Right. <laughs> and they, they, they open up a little uh, resource cache. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, they let you into your their homes, and then you steal all their money. Oh, of course. Yeah, take their crimes. Yeah, you're a video game protagonist, so it's allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what you're here to get is the Mantis Claw, which lets you do Mega Man X wall jumps, which is always going to feel good. Yeah, and hugely, hugely useful. Um, and you do a little, there's a little tutorial section afterwards. Yeah. Um, they do this. Um, we find kind of our second, like, our really our first kind of big hub here, uh, the Queen Station which connects to a lot of different areas. Yeah. Um, this was true of the kind of first area right below the village, but this is a little bit more robust. Mm-hmm. Um, we run into our friend Quirrell here and uh, he kind of reminisces like what the station would have been like when this was actually oh. a civilization. Yeah. And like when you call the stag here, uh, the stag will always give a little bit of story about the place, usually related to like, Oh, I remember what this used to be when I made the runs here and the kind of people who came like he was, he, he, he says like, yes, this, this used to be the most grandiose thing in the entire world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, kind of an inconsequential kind of flavor NPC. There's a character named Willow here um, who is kind of eating something off screen, which should, <laughs> you know, set your dark souls hackles up. <laughs> um, a little bit who's just kind of friendly to you there's nothing she doesn't serve a mechanical purpose but you find out that uh she's actually a cannibal she's eating mm-hmm. uh this this fungus kind of up in the ceiling yeah she's eating there. other bugs up there and yeah. if you uh if you read her thoughts later on she says hmm i wonder what he tastes like yeah 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 um i kept waiting for her to do something yeah like i was like i thought like i'd go there and oh. she, she you know but now a lot of the characters that's kind are of a lot flavor. of characters in this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. which is fine yeah but. Um, there's an area we're going to go to way, way later in the game once we can fully explore it called Fog Canyon. Uh, you can dip in there right now and actually find um, another service here, Millibel, um, who has opened up a bank. You have to pay her to open it to open an account, um, but you can kind of leave Geo with her if you're trying to save it up. The trick being, do not give her too much, otherwise she will run away with it. And did you uh, did you do the ending of that? Did you see the ending of that? Cool. No, I did not. I didn't want her to run, to uh, run away with my Geo. I... Well, the thing was, I had so much money, I just kept throwing at her to see to see if anything would happen. Mm-hmm. So I was interested in exploring that. Yeah, and, well, uh, I mean, I yeah. I didn't realize she was a crook. Like it, it actually got me, you know. Like it, <laughs> it, and but what I wanted her to do was open up a bank in uh, in Dirtmouth. Yes, I was like, you know, what, be in a more convenient area. God damn it! Like <laughs> this isn't that inconvenient from from Queen Station, but like go where I can it's do something else. It's one location in this giant map. Yeah, it's it's it would be the only point of interest here. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I gave her all the money. What ends up happening is she runs off. You find her in a hidden hot springs. 
mm-hmm. uh, kind of living it up <laughs> on your cash. And she, you know, she gets obsequious and she says like, oh, you know, don't, uh, you know, I'm really sorry about that. And you can hit her. She retreats into her shell and explodes into money. <laughs> and you get, uh, if you keep doing it, you can get double the amount of money you put in. Huh. Um, so it ends up actually being like kind of a big reward. It's just a really long con. <laughs> uh, and you just, you just beat the crap out of her. Like I just bounced on her <laughs> and just money spilled out and it took forever. Cause I had filled well, her up to max. Like, so yeah. Yeah. But by that point in the game, I didn't even need money. So yeah, it was oh, just I didn't like, I... have fun, you know, live <laughs> it up. It was the principle of the matter. Go to me. bug Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had to go yeah uh so then so the next place that we need to go is actually the city of tears which we can get we can get to now thanks to you know the mantis claw letting us do these wall jumps and also the the air dash and the city crust so there is a bridge that we can actually activate from the fungal waste that takes us into the city of tears which is kind of like the inner Orlando of this place a little bit you know it's the gigantic you know city that once housed the you know the the leadership of the civilization mm-hmm and this is a huge area actually um we're not gonna there's lots of little kind of subsets of this zone um and this is another uh aesthetically really kind of a resting place yeah this is raining Uh, yeah all the time you know it has that feeling and kind of the sound palette and everything of rain like i really love it um really really complicated there are a lot of sub areas we're going to talk about later um and that's probably uh you know because you can't get to them now um, for now, we, we head down, um, we run into Quirrell again, who's kind of been our, our most uh, continuous companion here, and tells us uh, that the capital city is actually below this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, and this whole place that we're in now is guarded by these husks that are just going through the motions. Again, kind of hollows. Yeah. He also explains that the rain is like from a big lake up above, and you're <laughs> you're actually underground still. Yeah. So it's just yeah. leaking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, these husks that are going about their business, you know, they are not guards, uh, most of them anyway. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not miners. Like, they're the nobles, you know, and, like, they will behave like they would have, you know, way back when. You know, the ones that are dressed the most, you know, the most opulently will run away. Mm. Yeah. And you still hunt them down and make them die. Oh, of course. Because uh, you filled that journal. Yeah, got to sell that journal. The, yeah. And no war, but class war. Um. <laughs> There's also gigantic, uh, these great husk sentries, mm-hmm. these huge bugs with these huge shields that do double damage when they hit you and took me a long time to figure out how to fight. Oh, yeah. Um, they take an obscene number of hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. when you when I figured it out, I loved it. Like I was like, oh, like because you because you don't have like a quick dodge in this until the end when you can dodge through things. Mm-hmm. So you, it's really hard to kind of back up quickly. So you really have to know, like kind of down to the pixel, like the spacing. You know, I have to hit this guy once to make him do a counterattack. I can get him one quick hit and then just walk away just enough to be out of his range. Yeah. And then get one attack after that. It takes a long time, but it's really, really satisfying to fight these things. Yeah. Well, and there's and a huge, really, you know, really high risk. There's a really tough one you have to fight later on because he's inside a very small room. <laughs> and you, you, if you start, if you don't have the perfect motions, he'll get closer to you with each swing. And eventually you're backed up against the wall and you just have to run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I came to really like these guys. At first, I was like, "How the fuck am I supposed to fight these pieces of shit?" Yeah, and then I came to really love them. Yeah, anything with a shield um, will stymie you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you don't have a shield. No. Um, there are also these kind of sentries that are fencers uh, or wing defensers, uh, kind of javelin yeah. throwing uh, throwing characters that will show up that will kind of harry you in the air. Yeah, here. 
your vendor, your one vendor that you can sell things to is uh, Relic Seeker Lem, um, who will kind of buy these journals and crests and give you a little bit of like story flavor, um, making some suppositions about where you're getting these. Like, you're picking up a lot of journals. Are you finding a lot of corpses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, tons of character. I hated the idea of coming back to this guy every time and selling my shit, though. Yeah. And you, you can only sell them one at a time. So, like, by the time I actually found him, which was later than I should have, I didn't, I didn't go left, I went right whenever it first went down here. I, uh, so that was part of why I didn't run into the blacksmith right away. And part of why, when I came to this guy, I just had to spend forever selling shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, man, this could have used an ease of use. Also, eventually kind of he thing. just even gets tired of telling you shit where it's like, I guess it's another one of these. <laughs> yeah. Give it to me. I'll throw it in a bonfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here, let me throw that away for you. It's not my fault. You ran out of things to hide in, in Heidi holds, you know, developers <laughs> like, you know, you put other yeah. treasure there and I'll find that instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I came, I came to resent him, but I think he has a fun personality. Yeah. There's a real weird, like, he doesn't have a, a quest line, but at some point he goes out to look at the fountain and gets real wistful after you give him enough things. And I don't know if this there's more to that or not. I just didn't get it. Uh, but he, he will actually leave here and go to another part of the city where you have to go talk to him to make him go back. Hmm. So, yeah. Also, he'll kick you out of your store if you're wearing charms that make you stink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the dung charm is great. We will uh, we'll definitely get to that with Dung Defender in general. <laughs> um, through the left, through kind of like, you know, I, I would have liked a fast travel point right outside of this guy, uh, obviously. But you're going to go through a long kind of like not very difficult, but kind of long platforming section mm-hmm. to get to the Nailsmith, um, who will upgrade your, your nail once for free. But then after that, you have to find pale ore uh, in various amounts. Yeah. To upgrade your uh, nail up to five times, I think. Yep. Uh, uh- Good. It actually goes like first you need one pale or then two, then three. So it's four. You know. Maybe I just had it when I yeah. showed up. I thought the first one you didn't need a pale or for. Yeah, the first was... one you don't. So that makes it four upgrades because oh, yeah. like the, oh, so gotcha. the first one you don't. And then there's like go it goes up one pale or each time. Yeah. So I meant, I meant there yeah. are five levels is, is yeah. what I actually meant. Like there are five levels yeah. of sword, including the base level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. Um, it changes the way the sword looks in your menu, but mostly it just makes you do more damage which increases your survivability yeah yeah and it's a pretty big upgrade yeah like it's a you know and they they do the thing that you know a good video game thing where like the enemy is right outside this you know Mm -hmm. when you go into their base sword they take two hits when you come out they take one yep so you can immediately see the difference big thumbs up yeah um there are tons of there are bosses like adjacent to this um quite a few of them but you can't really get to them yet right um so we're going to talk about them in the next episode Um, this has already been a long episode so we're going to call it here Yep. Thank um, Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's where we're at for now. If you're listening to this point at this point, and you still haven't played this game. You have a week to go uh, buy it and play it <laughs> yep. before we start talking about the ending and stuff. Uh, I think it is a hearty recommendation from all three of us. For sure. Before we, uh, and we're going to re- keep recording after this too. We're just doing, we're doing this little song and dance. For people to listen. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, Nick, uh, where can people find you online? Uh, latchykingdom.com is the uh, best place to see all my comics and stuff. Um, okay. Also, I guess uh, that's a psych with a five on Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's uh, where I announce things. You can see, look at my commission stuff. So, yep. yep. 
um, you're on you're on our Slack channel. If people are listening to this on our Slack, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah you if can people want to see me barely talk about politics, that would be where. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and in uh, you know, uh, like l- less than a year, uh, you will see uh, Nick's work in Atomic. Yeah. When, uh, when that comes out. So uh, yeah. Um, where can people find us, Cole? Well, um, if they want to uh, check out other shows that we do, namely uh, a big one that's going to be taking a bigger role, uh, they can go to duckfeed.tv and check out things like Watch Out for Fireballs or Abject Suffering. Yeah. Or the rest. (laughs) (laughs) And the gang. Yeah. Yeah, like several several different shows. Um, If you want to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Um, That helps us keep doing shows. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, you know, we really want to do that. We're really excited about the changes that are coming to that, even though there is a sadness that is Bonfire Side Chat retiring, mm-hmm. um, you know, much like uh, how a fungus can grow out of a dead bug. <laughs> new life will begin yep. from this. Um, but there's still some life in this old girl yet. Um, <laughs> after we cover Hollow Knight, which is this episode, the next episode, and then an appendix or a thorax for this, this set of episodes, <laughs> um, we are not done yet. We have uh, eight very special episodes to kind of round out the series. Yep. Um, so they're going to be alternating. We are doing the victory lap through uh, the rest of the Soul series. The things we've covered in the reverse of the order that we've covered them. So Bloodborne, Dark Souls 2, Demon Souls, and then finishing where it began for us with uh, Dark Souls 1. Um, yes. On the off weeks, um, instead of doing just like appendic- appendices, we're actually uh, kind of cramming in the after darks. Yes. Uh, doing the uh, the... The versions of that, the Bonfire Side Chat After Dark, which is uh, people who are patrons uh, at a certain level got to give us, uh, or we're going to put out the call. Um, so watch your, your email for that. Yes, please do. Um, to put in calls for prompts. Um, a couple things we want to mention about that, because this is, you know, most people will hear this, even people who don't read their email, um, is that uh, one, um, those prompts are not specific to the game we're mm-hmm. recording about. Um, there's something like 218 people who would be elig- you know, eligible. To send in responses, so we didn't want to say like have everybody write in for you know Bloodborne <laughs> and nobody write in for Dark Souls Two, you know, or something like yeah. that, and that would make those episodes very uneven. So there's about in general, we're just going to divvy them up. Yeah. Um. So uh, you know, write in and write in too. Uh, we want you to give us a couple different prompts or questions or uh, kind of feedback things because if somebody else asked your exact question, mm-hmm. um, we might go to your second question. Um, no. So that'll be sent out as a form. You've seen the forms that we send out. You know, it's fine. Um, and please watch your email. We'll put something up on Patreon as well for current backers. We're also hitting people who had backed, you know, uh, several months ago, but might not back at that level anymore. Uh, we can't chase you down. So yeah. we, we will make it abundantly clear when those things uh, need to, you know, need to be in. But um, please, please keep an eye out. Yeah. I'm really excited about those episodes. I think that's going to be really fun. Yep. Um, one thing I want to make, uh, as mentioned about those playthroughs, um, and kind of what the, you know, we, we're going to figure out the format is not going to be an exhaustive look at those games kind of area by area. Like we're going to touch on things. I'm also for my replay. I'm not doing everything right uh, on my replay. This is just maximum fun. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what is the, what is the fun way to get through this game? Yeah. Um, my brother, my brother and me, it's the adventure zone. (laughs) Yeah. Is I don't understand. No, no, you said this is maximum fun. Oh, oh, Look, gotcha. Gary, you're always throwing shade. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's definitely not maximum fun. <laughs> yeah. It is uh it's it's the new sincerity. <laughs> um, the uh, so like maximum fun includes like not doing the chalice dungeons or like yep. I'm not going to fight a Breedus. 
<laughs> I don't want to, you know, like I, I proved I can do that. So I'm just not going to do it again. Yeah. Um, so just don't, you know, get up in our craw about that, I guess. Yep. Uh, yeah. It'll be a good time. I've, I've already, I, th- I think it'll be really fun. Yeah. I've already, I've already started my playthroughs and, uh, it is a nice cool breeze. Yeah. I'm almost done with Bloodborne. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, I think that's probably about it. Ratings reviews are still useful, even though like the, even though the show is going to end, it's not going anywhere. Right. right. It'll still be, uh, all the episodes will still be available. It'll still be on iTunes. It'll still be available as a resource. If people are just getting into the souls games, uh, you can point them, uh, in our direction. So yeah. ratings and reviews are still useful. Yep. And, uh, you know, most importantly, check out those other shows as we mentioned. Yeah. Um, cool. so what should they do until next time? Cool. Um, they should, I was about to say, watch out for hollowing, watch out for the infection. Yes. And we all pray that we will have far more soon.